a bear takes your kill, it's his kill. The highs were in the high 20s. Jared jumps in the air and spikes my quiver. <laughs> like he's spiking a football. But one of them had double drops and one of them was probably 30 inch typical. That's what makes the experience. All right, all right, all right. Uh, welcome to the uh, Southern Arrow podcast. Um, yeah, well, if you heard that, then you know what's happening. All I can tell you is yeah, I started too soon. I you, dude, it's okay. I mean, it ain't like hey, we're gonna be we're gonna be true to our roots and who we are. So if if we put the earphones on, we put a beer in our hand. So what can I tell you? I mean. I make no apologies. I can tell you that if if you're too good to freaking listen to us drink beer and talk about deer hunting, we're probably you're probably on the wrong podcast anyway. You know, um, Southern Arrow Podcast, uh, episode number five, I think. Um, yep. I want you to know uh, if you're still with us, and and either we're doing something right or you're really really bored. I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, you've listened to all the good podcasts, and this is what's left. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, still experimenting, learning, uh, learning uh, all about sound, and learning all about controls and all this neat stuff. But uh, we appreciate your music, coming. huh? Now I've got it bought. Um, played with it a little bit the other day. Uh, still got some outtakes and stuff I want to cut over and cut, you know, do the different, you know, where I can sort of like cut it into it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll get, probably, probably have it, hopefully by the time this one comes out, I will actually have that ready because this won't probably drop until Wednesday. Today's Sunday. So it'll probably drop Wednesday. So it's, that's probably when it'll, uh, when we'll have it done. Anyway, so hopefully by this one, next one, I'll have enough time. I got some, I got two closings. I got a closing tomorrow. I got a closing Thursday. Maybe, uh, tomorrow afternoon or something when I'm done with all that work stuff I can just if the weather's not good if the deer hunting's not going to be good I'll sit down and do the work I think it's supposed to warm up some again well it's the south Mississippi so you only get two cold <laughs> days every week yep. you know and then it gets hot again but deer movement was good this morning it really was um, we'll get into that in a minute um, so to start this thing off I want to say uh, got uh, the regular crew here we have we have somebody else though um, so I'm Cliff if you don't know who I am Lee Wayne we got Brad Webb with us Brad Webb. Brad Webb from? Originally from Macomb, but as of now, living in Denham Springs. Denham Springs. And glad you're here. Uh, I was a little bit surprised. I, I, well, everybody, nobody knew except Wayne, and Wayne likes to keep <laughs> secrets. So, uh, Wayne's a horrible communicator. <laughs> but so Brad walks in with a gun in his hand. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't bring mine. <laughs> but Brad, you went on the Kodiak trip, man. I would, really would have loved, I mean, scheduling wouldn't allow it, but we'd, we'd have to get your version of what happened. Um, one day get you to talk about what happened on that Kodiak trick. I know you had a successful hunt though, right? I did. It was uh, an amazing trip. Me and Wayne actually paired up and hunted together. Yeah. And it was if we get into that right now, take up this whole podcast. Oh, yeah, we're doing yeah, Kodiak yeah, yeah. because yeah. it no. was definitely an amazing place. Yeah. So yeah, but we're gonna certainly try to get you to come back maybe in the spring or something when we're when we're sort of building toward going back out. You know, going and doing those western adventures again. I want you to come back and uh, yeah, especially if we'll, you end up going, Lee, you end up going next year. Yeah. Yeah. As of now, there'll be a bunch of talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be able to. Yeah. We'll be able to really prepare for that. So yeah. We exactly. certainly want to have you back. But in the meantime, um, tell us a little bit about you and what you do, man. Uh, my name is Brad Webb. As said, uh, originally from Macomb, moved to Denham Springs. Uh, actually, I'm a critical care nurse that has just transitioned out of the hospital, and I am a rep for an Impella heart pump. 
So I kind of cover about 27 hospitals in South uh, Louisiana as of now. Oh, that's awesome. And kind of run, live out of my truck every day on running the roads. Man, I know all about that. Yeah, I actually met Brad through my wife. You know, my wife and Brad. Oh, yeah, because you yeah, worked yeah, at North Oaks. Yeah, we were at the time. Yeah. Is that right? Oh, that's awesome. Okay, mm-hmm. fantastic. All right. Well, that's great, man. I'm really glad to have you here, man. Well, we always, thank you. I mean, having a fourth is excellent because it just it just increases the conversation. Oh, yeah, we can all, sure. you know, don't be afraid to say anything. It's you know, act, stupid, I mean, not like stupid. Say, it don't matter. Wayne just did uh, tell y'all I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I think he wanted us to be surprised. He, hey, oh, yeah, by the way, the, the guy, he's not here to kill us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't have any clips. No, no nothing in the, no the, magazine. I still huh? had the clip. You know, well, that's all good. All right. Um, so, uh, hey, if you, uh, if you've listened to this podcast for four and you're going to start number five, we would appreciate it if you would go on to wherever your uh, podcast downloads at, wherever you get it from, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or whatever, and leave us a review um, or go to Podbean and leave us a review there because that's sort of what gets this a uh, little bit more exposure. So when people are, are looking for um, you know good podcasts, we'll get picked up more if you're reviewing them so we'd really appreciate it if you go out there and do that and if you don't like it you can leave that review too but i'll probably delete it exactly <laughs> you can leave the bad stuff you can we'll honestly god if you if you uh, if you leave a review and, and and you're properly critical and you tell us like if you think we're you know something we can do to make the podcast better we'll listen to what you have to say we we i mean we're, we don't have a corner on this crap at all <laughs> you know no. we don't even know what we're doing half the time we're just here to drink beer and talk deer hunting <laughs> we're just <know>? talking <laughs> Yeah, so um, we were going to try to have a, a, a buddy of mine who uh, is in the Mississippi Blood Trainer Network come out, but he couldn't get his schedule. His wife had stuff planned for him, and we all end up with wife stuff. I know how that is. We all, hey, I do too. I mean, I try to get out of it as best I can. My wife pretty much leaves me alone to do my thing, but I get stuff planned for me too. Yeah. And then I forget about stuff, and then I get in trouble because I didn't do stuff. So it, that's why there's a to-do list on my phone that actually I look at every day that has, and then in my calendar that says, hey, you have to pick your daughter up at three, or you have to, don't forget to do the laundry. That's stuff that has to get done. So it's just part of it. If you've been married for any length of time, you understand what stuff is all about. But he couldn't be here. So uh, I was telling Lee, I said, man, we got to, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to, we're going to have some conversation about, about a bunch of stuff, but I wanted to sort of, it's up to y'all if y'all want to talk about this. Um... There was a real big um, internet blowout over a picture of a deer, um, and I sort of wanted like you, you, you talk about that. That's fine. Yeah. Would you talk yeah. about that? I mean, mm-hmm. because I, I just finished up listening to another yeah. podcast where they were talking about it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I kind of got a little bit better perspective on it. Sure, mm-hmm. I did. I listened to a podcast. So we're not going to name the name. I mean, if the I don't have a problem naming the name, but you know, out of respect for them, maybe they don't want us. You know, but we're not going to name names. We're not going to name people. But there was a guy who killed a, a really, really nice deer, and he wasn't sure about his shot. He left it overnight. And coyotes ate it. Yeah, down and to the bone. Down to nothing. I mean, I've yeah. never seen a coyote. Ear, ear was gone. Nose was gone. Ate at all. I mean, there was nothing. They ate, they ate everything. I mean, yeah, it, it, was, was it looked like it was down here. It looked like it was buzzer picked. If you hadn't seen the picture. You seen it, I mean, you seen it Brad? I have not seen it. Try I'm to pull it up. Because I know. It's bad. In the Midwest, if you shoot that's, a deer and leave them overnight. That's where, well, that's that's where, where it was. It was they're gone. Illinois. Yeah. Illinois. I mean, yeah. yeah. Illinois, you know, Kansas, we got bad majority, coyotes. They're gone. We got bad coyotes. We do have coyote issues. I mean, I've lost. I got a bunch of chickens, and I've lost a dozen. I've lost tons of chickens this year to, to coyotes because they're pretty bad. We've killed a few around the house here recently, sort of thinned them down. I think it's just. Every now and then you kill one, it sort of makes them want to leave. Yeah. 
But I mean, this deer was picked clean, like what? the like the buzzards would have done it in South Mississippi. I mean, he was picked clean. But so there was a big deal about that. Um, a couple of things were, you know, like the yeah, he caught a bunch of shit over that. Yeah. It was like nice, on on but, social media. You know, he did. From a bunch of keyboard warriors who don't have any flipping real idea of what deer yeah. hunting is really all about. And that's the way I look at that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to sit behind your freaking iPhone and talk shit. It really is. I mean, and that's what this world's come to is a bunch of people doing that crap. You know, yep. I just listened to this one podcast and they were talking about it. And it was kind of like in that situation, if you're going to post that, maybe post a picture looking down well, at it and yeah. kind of in yeah, like I, the I discouragement think. of what happened but also the reality of this is what really does happen you know it is it is what happened instead you know? of the, i mean they they said it would the more of the flack he was getting about it was him holding the, the, he, the hero pose yeah. well they said he the, was smiling the, the grip and grin yeah. wasn't it? He, it was a hundred I mean, and ninety inch deer freaking be grinning too i don't give a yeah. shit i'm gonna grin you don't like it kiss it yep um, that would have kind of went both ways on him. If he had pushed that, the deer and lost him, it would have went the same and that's way. The that's point. What, yeah, that's the So that's the I thing. Mean, that's, we've all know, been there. I yeah. mean, you don't you, push that deer. you got to let that deer walk. Sure. you got to let that deer overnight. You know, I've left, you know, and I, I sent this person a message, and I told him, I said, look, I have had to make that decision about go after him on a shot that – and this, and I, I'll give you a good example of this. I, so I've, it's been a few years ago. I shot this deer, and, of course – it's November and it's this kind of, you know, 70 degree weather all the time, lows in the 60s. And I knew when I shot him that I shot him at the last rib. And I knew that's a liver shot. And that deer is not going to be dead anytime soon. If I'm lucky, six hours. But if I'm unlucky, you know, tomorrow he might, he might just have succumbed. So I had to make a decision. Do I go in there and try to push that deer after five or six hours? If I jump him and he hits that cut over, that deer's gone. Yeah, I'm never, never going to find that deer. So what do I do? I let that deer overnight. Well, my situation wasn't him being eaten by coats. I risk spoilage. When I get there the next day, that deer's ruined. He's he as sour as all can be. He, he probably died five hours into it, you know, but I didn't know. And I'm not going to risk not finding. I'd rather not. I'd rather find him ruined than never find him at all. That's just the way I look at it. I mean, I know well, you got a chance to for it to not be ruined. There's if a you chance. Find him. I mean, if but you if never I push find him, him out of the ruined. county, that's yeah, right. I mean, if I push him out of the county, and this was before all the you know the dog hunting. You know, you know, you got blood trailing now, and Mississippi Blood Training Network's great. You know, and there's other ones out there. They're really good about you know being able to go and do that. But yeah, you know. So my point, what I wanted to talk about that was, like for me, I'm 100% behind what he did as far as leaving the deer. I can't say I would have posted that picture, Yeah, you know, but I'm 110% behind what he did. And the, the only thing I'll say about the picture, yeah, you're, you know, like you, if you'd have taken a picture standing over the deer, you know, say, you know, we, this is what we found, you know, I don't. I don't think I would have taken a hero shot. I don't think I would have. I don't think, I think in hindsight, he probably wouldn't. Well, he kind of said it too, you know, because I listened to the podcast where he came back on and talked about it, you know, and that's what he was saying, that if he could do it over again, he probably wouldn't have posted that part of it, you know. Still, still, you know, told us. At the end of the day, those things happen. It does. Well, that's what I was just showing. I mean, you know, look, well, you sent me the picture of one that the hogs ate. Well, this is my this is my buddy last week in Kansas. Same exact thing. 
Yep. He I mean, they're, 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 that dude's picked clean. Yeah, and it was that was the all the way morning. up to the ears. He's mm-hmm. picked clean. Matter of fact, they tore they tore the back half of him off and towed it off. Mm-hmm. I've seen that a dozen times, you know. Yep. Yeah. So it, it it is a but it I mean even here I've had coyotes and stuff. You know, you sent me a picture of that of that doe. Yeah, I had I had some uh, I shot a you know a doe back one night right at dark. You know, and I knew I hit it back. Watched the deer run off. Kind of started walking. You know, typical gut shot, and it, and I lost sight of it. And so I just came back the next morning. I was I was gonna let it lay. Came back the next morning, and it was, it wasn't picked clean like that. No, but it they, was, the hogs I sent had, you the picture. Yeah, the hogs yeah. had just like just destroyed it. I, I mean, mean, it there was, was stomping on the guts, muddy. And there was mud everywhere. I mean, it looked like they had a thousand pig tracks. Yeah, that's the thing here. Was, we don't have as big a problem with coyotes as, as they big. do in that's Kansas. Right. Kansas is the only place you can go and probably kill three or four coyotes in two or three days of bow hunting up there. Just yeah, there, everywhere many with them coming yeah. by. Yeah. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. At night, once it gets dark, it's oh, like you're in a right. twilight zone of them. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them. But we got other problems well, here. I yeah. mean, you got spoilage. Because here you shoot a deer in the afternoon on a 74-degree night, and it's only going to get in the 60s. You got spoilage issues. I mean, but you have to make that decision. It's a t- I, had a, I, shot a, uh, I shot a buck last year, opening day. And I knew that shot. Remember, that's the deer that I told you he's he spun into the shot yeah so i took him at a quartering two angle you know and the arrow went came out of his guts and stuck in his back leg there was no blood trail you know i had no i had to leave that deer overnight there is no way i'm i risked a lot now last year was cooler than normal you know yeah i remember early like last year was was pretty so i got lucky he wasn't ruined i got lucky he was but i tell you what two or three more hours he probably would have been yeah, you know, yep. I was lucky enough that Josh came um, that morning, like at seven o'clock in the morning, and we trailed that dude immediately. You know, which first as soon as we had decent light, we were gone. Yeah, that's you the know? thing is getting on them quick because once the sun comes up and gets out on them, we oh, raise yeah. ten fifteen degrees. It's it's too late. Yeah, that's right. Them guts turn sour, and then the meat's ruined. I mean, I, maybe you can't eat it, but I ain't. I'm, I don't need to eat him that bad, man. I ain't gonna starve to death. I'll go buy a steak. You know <laughs> exactly. Well, the first deer I ever killed with my bow, I sh- which I, I don't know how many, I actually stuck before I actually killed one. And I hit it back, you know, hit liver. And when my dad got there, I climbed down. <clears throat> we went and looked for him. Sure enough, I mean, 60 yards in the woods, we bumped him. You know, we That's found right. some dark blood. He's like, I think you don't need him in the liver. We just need to leave him alone. And I'm like, are you crazy? This is maybe the first deer I killed with my bow, and it's a buck, too. We ended up left him that night. It got down in the 30s. And we went back in there the next morning and tried to pick the blood up and couldn't find anything really. And we ended up um, just kind of spreading out, zigzagging, and recovered him another 100 yards in. Mm-hmm. Found him laying there. That's and right. he was just still as warm as he could be. He hadn't been dead long. Yep. Yeah, hadn't been dead for a very yeah. long yeah. And so if we would have really pushed, pushed him, on, yeah. we would have never. If you'd have pushed him, you'd have pushed him out of the camera. It's like you they get their second deer. wind, man. When you push them like that, or or if they bet it. What if the adrenaline? Them, yeah, if you jump them off that first bed, a lot of times they go. Like, and they don't they don't leave much sign at that point because they kind of started to clog well, up. Well, leaves a bit. and stuff have all packed around the wound. They're mm-hmm. laying, you know, they're laying on the wound, and, and it packs up with leaves and dirt and stuff like that. And yeah, and, and it's a it's a factor. I mean, you know, we say it all the time. You got to get out of there. You know, when in doubt, when in doubt, back out. When in doubt, back out. You got to, you know. So, for the record, I stand 100% with everything that he did. You know, oh, yeah. 110% yep. with everything that he did. And then, to, you know, the worst part, what I, what I really didn't like, was people calling in to question his ethics. 
You know, you don't yeah. know that man. How the hell can you question his ethics? If you listen to his, his recap podcast about it and he starts talking about like his He's like, man, I don't want to be the guy to toot my own horn, but he starts talking about like all his like the stuff since, he had killed. Yeah, 20, yeah, he's killed past yeah. twenty years of him hunting. Some stuff. Yeah, about like his because he's got like pretty much everything documented. Um, what I might have him for total numbers of deer in twenty years, but I ain't nowhere oh, near no, the number collection he's got. Uh, he's killed some big stuff, but yeah. but yeah, he, basically he was just saying how he didn't. I mean, it's not like this is he's going out and do this two or three times a year. It just happened, you know. And it, it just look, it's just the facts are, and I would say, okay, so I've been almost just a bow hunter for right at 20 years now just bow hunting and i've probably lost five deer you know i've probably lost five deer and every single time i lost a deer it was because i pushed too fast Mm -hmm. it's every so i can tell you every single time i've ever lost a deer it's because i didn't take it i i might have maybe i didn't think it was question maybe i thought it was a good shot and but i didn't hear the deer fall you know maybe lost sight of them and what do I, I gotta go over there and go and we all do it go check that blood and then you go 10 let's more go feet. walk yeah. Yeah. let's just go another look just go 10 more yards and look over the edge of the ridge and see if you see them yep. and you take two steps and the deer bust off the edge of the ridge and they're freaking gone and they're gone forever and don't no, have exactly the patience right. to so, sit your ass down look at the blood the arrow will tell you 90 percent of the time what you should be doing mm-hmm. you know exactly that's that blood on there, yeah, telltale. It does, yeah. and I mean, if you got blood on the ground instantly on the ground, usually that's a pretty good sign. Sure, that you sure. got double lung, a heart, or something, because it just blows out. But I mean, if it and some not always, because sometimes it takes a while for them to bleed. But well, it depends on the shot angle. If yeah. you got if you got an exit wound, so if you know if the shot angle's high, and let's say let's say you got a cordon away shot, which is you know my favorite shot, and you're always aiming at the offside shoulder. You know, well, sometimes that arrow hits the offside shoulder, sticks in the bone, and you don't get an exit wound. You don't get blood immediately. No, because you got a high Because entrance. you got a high entry. So all that whole cavity's got to fill up with blood before blood starts to squirt out. Now, odds are that deer will fall in sight nine out of ten times, you know, or just out of sight, and you'll hear the crash and everything because of the shot. But, you know, if you make that shot high in the ribs and it's straight through, you know, and you just clip the top of the ribs, there ain't gonna be no blood immediately, you know. So you gotta you gotta look at what the arrow tells you. You gotta look at what the deer tells you. How the deer reacted to the shot? Did he tuck his tail? Did he hunch his gut? You know? Did he mule kick and run over there? Did he run right into a tree? You know? Because he's he's on a death run and he's just running over whatever's in front of him. Because the wounded deer, they don't just you know they might run over everything for the first couple feet, then and then they start a, to pick their pick way. Trail. You know? Yeah. They yep. they find a trail and they get on it and they start working their way yep. away from something. A deer that's dead on his feet. A lot of times, he's running over. He just runs over everything. Yeah, that's you know? never really a great sign when you when you get on like a deer trail and he's just following those trails. Because yeah, <laughs> I've been good. on enough of those yeah, to know on, that sometimes you find them, but a lot of times and I can you tell don't. you the same thing with the deer I shot on Kodiak. Wayne was standing right beside me when I shot, and I would have never, if I hadn't seen the deer wheel and blood shoot out both sides of him, I would have never pushed him. If I hadn't have saw that, yeah, absolutely, because that the was shot a back was shot. back. Yeah, but, and as we watched him run off, I mean, we watched him spraying out right both sides. sides. Yeah, yeah. knew he wasn't caught going an far. artery or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Well, that's like the deer. I killed my bow on Kodiak. I mean, we, I thought it was a good shot. Jared thought it was a good shot. Brad seen it from up high, and the deer took off running. I got my pack back on. You know, we give it. I don't know. It was ten minutes, maybe at the most. We take off following the blood trail, thinking, he, "Oh, he's just right there." And then we keep going, keep going, keep going. And then I see him. 
you know, he's still up moving. And so then we he get He was to, still like on his, on his feet. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was still on feet. I remember yeah. that. Well, he embedded. I don't remember at that point. I had two minutes too much yeah, to drink. Were, <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he yeah, got Yeah, you were about 18 in when this happened, so you didn't, you didn't know. Yeah, so I told Jared, I'm like, he just got up, you know, so we just stopped. I think we eat a snack, tried to give him another 10, 15 minutes. But what I was leading up to saying is it's all, everything you do is all situational too. True. This was True. a bonus day that I didn't know if I didn't get back on the island. Yeah, pushing him pushing him with your only and option. He was headed to the beach. That's right. He was headed to where we had to be picked up at. Well, so we just push kept, him out pushing, in the water. kept pushing, kept pushing. Yeah. And then finally, I got him up again. And, you know, we tried to give it a few more minutes. And then, you know, daylight's fading. Obviously, he was badly hurt, though, because oh, he yeah. was trying to bed back down. He was hurt bad, yeah. you know. And then finally, you know, another 20 yards, we come around the corner, and Jared spotted him bedded up. Yeah. And I stuck another air in him, and, you know, he was done immediately. That was the so. end of him. Yeah, I watched There's the shot. situational. From, you watched that from, from elevation, I was, right? Yeah, I was above them, but about 400 yards away, looking through the binoculars when he shot. And I'll tell you what was really surprising is when he shot – I don't know if it was the wind was coming to me. I could clearly hear that bow string oh. pop when it went off at like really? 400 yards away. <laughs> yeah, it just may have the been sound some coming the, at you. It coming may have been at some me. of the ice finally flying it, off the boat. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your limbs cracking from being <laughs> yeah. frozen. That's but funny, when he shot there. the deer, when he the deer went down the hill, he was running very low to the ground. I didn't think the deer was going 40 yards and just pile up. Really? But he went into the alders and never came out, and so I guess that's where he bedded from. Mm-hmm. Looking from four hundred yards, it looks a little yeah, different. But tell. I could tell the yeah. deer was hit good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if we'd have from had time, we could have given him an hour, you know, to let him lay. But like I said, he was just hit a little like high in the shoulder. No, I hit him. I, what I done was I thought he was directly head on to me, but he was actually a little bit quartered, and I hit him dead in the chest. But it come out right behind the shoulder on the. It really never got in the cavity. It ran yeah. the cavity. Yeah, yeah, it ran down the edge of it, and that's a so that you know, like I said, I'm I'm an, I'm not opposed to a frontal. I'm way more open to a frontal than I am to a quarter and two shot because that pocket is death when you put an arrow in it. But if you're trying that quartering shot and you hit that freaking scapula, you okay. ain't do a zero, dang thing. zero penetration. Yeah, you're not gonna get no pen. There's very few bows that can punch through a full you know head on. Now I've punched through the edge. You know where the bone's sort of thick. Matter of fact, I punched through on her dough last year, right through the I mean about two inches of the scapula where it sort of thins down. You know, like on a scapula when it comes out, you got that ridge that yeah, runs down right. the middle, right off just you know over to the side of that ridge and that this little it's bit thinner thin. area. Punched right through that. That rage punched right through it. Dropped her. I mean, I spined her. Dropped her dead in her tracks. She was dead in a couple minutes. You know. But you go ahead and hit him down lower, or if you hit him, you know when you, that ridge is running like this. And you're shooting at an angle down at it. So you're sort of putting that, if you thought about that that ridge and the back of the scapula making a, like a triangle or a pocket, you're putting that arrow right through that pocket. Very few bows have the power, you know, to punch through all of that. And on a mature, that was a doe. I'm not telling you that would have happened on a freaking 200-pound whitetail buck. Yeah, Probably just, wouldn't have done it. It's such a marginal shot. It's just, you know, I'd much rather wait and either on, you know, in that situation, if you're way up high on a deer, just let give him a minute. He'll turn. I promise you he'll turn. And if he does blow out, then it just wasn't your time, you know? Go. Nope. It just wasn't your time. But I was just, you know, that whole scenario with that, you know, just sort of brought me to thinking about all the deer that got away. You know, and that was something I was going to say, you know, if we're going to have a topic, you know, it's going to be uh, the topic for me of this podcast is the ones that haunt your dreams. Oh, I got yeah. a bunch. You know, 
<laughs> but I do too. I mean, we've all got. You got a so, bad one. In so, my opinion. So, yeah. so well, which one? <laughs> yeah, which one? Well, actually, yeah. we had one. Wayne had one while we were in Kodiak. He kept looking at his camera of the deer he shot right before we left here. Yeah. He was back on camera, walking around with a big hole in his back. Yeah, yep. uh, I've seen him. I've done seen him twice, Brad. Oh since yeah, I got back. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know, we were thinking about what are we going to talk about? I told, I told Lee, I said, man, what's something I've never heard any other podcast do is like a real conversation of stories of the deer that you still, when you wait, you know, when you're sitting in the stand thinking about things and this deer, like I got deer that I missed 20 years ago. I still think about those deer. I've got one or two that I've shot and got away and I lost them, whether I killed them or just wounded them. I still think about those oh, deer. Haunt you. you know, I'm. I- 20, 30 years of doing this, you know, bow and gun since I was six, you know, well, since I was about 13, I've been hunting, you know, I got a few years, I'm 50, I've got a few years of doing this and I've got deer that haunt me from my teens that freaking got away from me, you know, so I figured that'd be some, you know, give me a story, Wayne, we're going to start, give me, give me, give me one that haunts you. Well, I almost had one in uh, September, mule deer hunting. The day before I killed my mule deer, I missed a sucker. Yeah, you did miss him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so he was almost. That's all him. I thought about. Yeah, for the, a day. For the 24 hours, that's yeah. all you think about, yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got a bunch of them. Guns. Which one Which one comes to your, it don't matter if it's, I mean, I got one with I, a gun that one, I Which one hurts the most? I mean, like, yeah, I which know one hurts the most? One that immediately comes to my mind was, I mean, I grew up running dogs. Yep, you know? me too. And one morning, I was standing in a spot waiting for the dogs to be turned out. And my dad's on pipeline. He just he calls me on the radio and he says, "Hey, a buck just crossed pipeline, coming right to you." I should have just took his word for it. I've got <laughs> a shotgun. Would to you? Well, I mean, the deer walks up there and I hear him walking, and the rocks coming down the road. When he come around the curve, he just kind of throwed his head back in that cutover, and his horns just like disappeared. Yeah, I was like, "Is that a doe?" Is it a spot? I might have gotten drove shooting a bunch of spikes when I was little. <laughs> so it's more like looking. Might, is there a might have? Might, might have. I'm, might have, I'm, might have uh, shot every spike you saw. I, I'm there for a while. I was on a, I killed about five of them in a row. Um, <laughs> I killed a bunch of spikes when I was young, too. Yeah, I can, so, I can, I'm with you on that, brother. So he was like, you got to pay attention to what's on them deer's head. And I'm like, okay. So the deer walks up there and he throws his head back, you know, and I can't really tell. Well, when he, he picks me out, when he wills to run, I mean, he's got a freaking huge rack. I don't know how I couldn't see it. And I shoot, you know, and knock hair off of him, and that's it. And, and actually, the, when they turned the dogs out, dogs trailed in there. They come in on him, and they're running. And, I mean, they left the county. Nobody ever seen him again except me. So you never hit it? Like, no. you didn't hit the deer? Never well, even got I, a shot? I, I knocked some oh, yeah. hair off of him. Did you shoot at yeah. him? Got to, you got to give him a parting shot. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I sent one that way. I'm and so Daddy was that. like, Daddy's like, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you need to. Shoot the next one. Well, this was Christmas Eve. Dog season just opened back up. The day after Christmas, I shot another spike. <laughs> He's like, I'm done I talking knew, to you. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I swear to God, I knew that was coming. I do. But yeah, he was, you know, on me like that. Yeah. And I did. Uh, I went to Canada one time hunting the Bozone, Edmonton Bozone. That was in 18, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I let a deer walk. It was dim. I just got to stand one morning. He walked by, and I couldn't really tell. I mean, I know he's a huge deer, but I couldn't really tell what his horns looked like, so I just yeah. let him walk. And I, he stayed out there in front of me for over an hour, probably 80 yards, messing with a doe. And when I it finally got to where I could see him good, I regretted it. I mean, he had to be 100, 170, 180-inch deer. Oh, it would have oh definitely been one of God. the biggest ones I ever killed. 
But when he come by, I mean, I don't even, honestly, I don't, I, I couldn't tell what it was. I just knew he had some horns on his head. You, you sit in a stand sometimes and, and that deer walks oh, yeah, across all your, the time. Yeah, happens to me. I got deer that all the time. I mean, so I got a, since we're talking about dog hunting, I'm going to tell, I'll tell a dog hunting story. And I told the one about the about the deer I couldn't shoot while I was bow hunting with uh-huh. while we were hunting with dogs. He th- I think about him. I mean, he was eh, about like that one that's got that wall pedestal. I mean, what's that? 120 inch white tail? Yeah. 125 yeah. inch white tail? Right at. You know? Well, anyway, so years ago, and this was before I became a just bow hunter, um, I was in the Army, and I, I can tell you when it was, it was my first year in the Army. So, however old I was then, I came home for holidays. And um, we were dog hunting. Of course, like I said, Papa was a houndsman. He was from Walker. He was a houndsman. That's all. That's what he was. He raised lemon beagles that wouldn't run a deer. He raised Walker dogs that wouldn't do nothing but run a deer. I mean, that's what he did. And we were hunting, and it was like I know it was between Christmas and New Year's because it was during the break, and I was on I was on vacation. And we come out together, and he had an old green and white Ford truck with a uh, extended cab, and F two fifty. And I'm, I'm talking about like a 76 or 80 model. I mean, it's pretty old. And he had an aluminum dog box in the back that I bought him for, for Christmas. Me and some others had bought it for him for years, years ago. And uh, I heard a dog, every we've been hunting on, I say, well, we'll say I've been hunting on the south side of the road. We'd all been hunting. Well, on the north side of the road, as we come out to the truck, I heard one beagle. Oh, he hit one or two times. So I just jumped on the back of the truck and stood on the dog box where I could see down this long ridge. And this freaking, I don't know big I, I can't tell you how big but freaking big he bounces up out of the bottom and stops on the end of that ridge at about 250 yards and i had a 243 that's the only gun i had with me so i freaking pull the trigger he don't even flinch <laughs> i freaking bear down on him again pull the trigger and i hit him that time and he breaks and starts running about 200 yards away there's a cut over and he's got to go down the bottom, go up on another ridge, across that one, and then go into the cutover. And I'm working that freaking bolt. And bow, bow. Papa's standing beside me going, you missed him, you missed him, you hit him, you missed him, you missed him, you hit him. I shot like six or seven times before he could get across there. I just, I mean, I don't, you can't, I don't aim. Like, I don't know how to judge a deer 300 yards running. So I throw that song out in front of him and just pull the trigger. Throw it out in front of him and pull the trigger. Well, I hit him. Papa said I hit him twice more while he was running. And this goes back to letting a deer be, right? If I had been a smart boy, I would have gone to the house, had some beers. We would have gone back the next day, probably would have found that deer. And he was, whatever he was, he was big. He's bigger than any whitetail in this room. And you got some pretty decent whitetails in here. I freaking jumped off that truck like I was Superman. Man, I ran down that freaking hill. And when I got to the cutover, there was blood everywhere. And on the side, you know, if you're in, a, in a cutover, it's just gobs of junk if you don't live in the south you don't understand you just think about it's thick everywhere Mm -hmm. there was blood from like waist high to my knees on both sides of the trail and you could tell he was sort of just wobbling up in there but i didn't wait and i went right in there after him and as he was easing up he, he sort of doubled up the ridge and when i was going up he got up and went behind me and went off in that cutover and I never saw him. Would you think he brisket hit him or something? I know I had one good shot behind the shoulder. That first shot, I know that first shot that hit him, hit him behind the shoulder because I watched him sort of buckle. Now, the other shots, I don't know where they hit yeah. him. I mean, I'm just shooting at a deer. And I was, I mean, I was, what, 19, 20 years old. I'm just, I'm just shooting at a deer running. But I knew I'd had one good bullet in him. But all I had to do was wait, you know? 
if if I just would have waited, the next day that deer is probably laying there dead. Yeah, most you know? likely. He wasn't 50 or 60 yards, 50 yards. I'm mean, he wasn't 10 yards in the cutover. He was probably 50 yards away he rode. He just went up on the first ridge in the cutover and laid down. I just had to just leave him there. But again, I didn't, I didn't you know, we always got to go mess with him. Got to go see what you can mm-hmm. see. Go over the ridge and see what you can see. And that, I mean, I'm talking about that was a gigantic deer. He was just gigantic. And I think about that deer all the time. It is a lesson to me that if I don't watch him go down, be cautious and give that deer enough time to make sure he is dead before you get, you know. Yeah. yeah and even when you when you are tracking too, like be alert, man, because like I've walked up on deer too that. That I thought should be dead and they weren't. Yeah, and they gave you another shot, but you was quiet. Like people would just go barging in there and hooping and hollering and. Man, you could possibly get a second shot you can on get a it. second shot. That's right. Well, that's, that's right. your elk this year. Yeah. Talking about pushing a blood trail, we'd go look and say, all right, we ain't going no further. And Dude, go back. That was a damn mess for that and shit. We'd talk 10 minutes and we're like, let's go back and just go a little bit further. <laughs> just can't we stand just got, it. You got to go go a little bit further. And finally, it's like, look, we got to quit. Couldn't stand we have it. got to stop. Yeah, because if you don't, you're going to put. And, and so elk don't, elk don't go 100 yards. I'm going to tell you. You go 100 miles. Yeah, yeah. If, Wayne, if, if I would have been by myself, I probably would have just kept going. But like, Wayne was there to be like, man, I don't, we, we probably ought to wait a little bit. <laughs> just just it, give, it, give it a little time. Like, it's the stop. hardest thing in the world to let a blood trail lay overnight. And that's hard. And this one was like a freaking mega blood trail. But didn't realize I wasn't. He ran out of here and and then come back while we were just sitting there, going to give him some time. And then he takes off again, and there was blood everywhere. And I was just like, "How's this thing still on his feet?" And it's really hard to do that. Leave them overnight when you know there's bears, coyote, yeah, everything that's going to eat your yeah. elk. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Soon as you. Soon as it That's gets a dark, tough decision, it's man. That's a good thing that was in the morning. Well, yeah, so. I was about to say we was able, and we was a couple. Like it took the uh, Jared and all probably two hours, yeah. I guess, to get to us after I shot it. So like, which that, gave that him a good get, time. Yeah, right? we just sat back, tried to kind of you know just basically just wait on him, you know, which gave it time. And it, the elk was dead. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was dead right not long after I shot it because I mean it was. But he's just gonna be just as dead an yeah, hour later. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it, it worked out in my favor, luckily, but I got, had quite a few that didn't work out in my favor. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you hear a lot of people, you know. That's just being honest, the man. The I mean. thing is, if you shoot him, you need to go in after him. You don't want the meat to ruin. And you're right. I mean, it's, it's a risky run, you know. Elk out west, you know, it well, can get highs in the 70s. It is normally days, hot you know, at that time hot. of the year in September. Back to the deer we started off on, like on the podcast, they were talking about, well, the meat, it's not like the meat laid there and rotted. The cow just no, fed it, off it, of it. But even if it so had laid there you and can't rot, say it wasted. Yeah, circle, right. circle of life, man. So yeah. people are going to get mad at me for, I'm going to make this comment. I would rather find a rotten deer that I let lay to make sure he was dead and I was able to recover him than to go in and push him to try to save some meat and never see that deer again. Either way, I I lose regardless, but at least I recovered the animal if I give him the time to go ahead and die. And then I go back and recover. Yeah, him, you, you got you know? closure. Am, am I happy that I that I lost to the back straps and the and the roasts and the, and the no? I'm not happy about it. I'm damn right I'm not happy about it. But I'd rather freaking at least recover him and know that I killed the deer than because I I mean look I killed him either way. Mm-hmm. Yep. I killed him either way. If I busted him out of the freaking thicket because I let because I didn't give him six or eight hours or ten hours on a marginal shot, and I never see him again, I lose. If I give him 10 hours and I come back and the meat's ruined, I lose. I lose either way. I'd rather, I'd just rather recovering. 
Yeah, just piece them on. Well, I mean, at least, if, at the very minimum, at least I do have the antlers, you know? I mean, I'm not saying that's justification to let one lay, but at least I have the antlers because yeah. if I bust him and don't, I'll never, I ain't never going to see him again. It's a hard decision to make when you're in that at it's that hard. Moment. It's hard. And until it's, you're in that position, you exactly. can easily talk. At the moment, yeah, well, you it, can unless say it happens on you, it, if it doesn't happen to you, you can. It's it's easy Again, to, to to bash it's people. It's easy to but, sit behind your freaking iPhone, but and you know talk, what, what could have, should have, would have. Yeah. In today's day and time, you better have some strong will if you're gonna put stuff on social yeah, media. Because I don't you got to be able to take them. There's, there's a lot exactly. of haters out there. Man. But I swear but, to God, if it wasn't if, for work, I'd delete all mine. If you put mm, it on for, social media, putting, you better be ready. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I don't care what it is. If you, I shoot a lot of those a year. People say, man, why are you shooting on them those? Because I like to, and it's legal, and I like to eat them. So <laughs> you could do fuck hey, off. I told you today. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they let us kill five. <laughs> I told you today, there's a doe got a pass today, but yeah. only because of where I was. But but I'm saying, it's, it doesn't matter what you at. do, somebody's going to say something. I mean, I went to Missouri two years ago on an early season September hunt just to look at a farm and kill three does is 50 bucks. You kill one, buy another tag. Kill one, buy another tag. Dude, I'd go up there, I'd go up there with a couple hundred dollars in my pocket just to, just to shoot, just to burn. I'm going to shoot The up. thing about Mississippi is I've seen five does this morning. I could have t- you could have killed all five right there. <laughs> yeah. They don't care. That's right. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. There used to be a thing where you could only, uh, you could only kill one deer a day. And I know that for a fact because my son I got a ticket for letting my son shoot two deer. Um, he shot two does the same afternoon, and my wife, not knowing any better, puts it in the you know local paper. <laughs> you know, and the game warden, Randy Cooley, good friend of mine, great guy, pulls up in my yard and goes, man, I hate the fact that I have to do this. He said, but I have to. He said, they've come to me and they've told me that I must write you a ticket. He said, because I wasn't going to do it. He said, but they come and told me you have, you need to write, you got to write this ticket. And I looked at him and my little boy's eight and he's sticking his head out the door. I said, go write him the ticket. He shot him. (laughs) Boy, you better cut some grass to pay for this. He looked at me and he says, really? I said, no, write me the ticket. And I said, let me tell you a secret though. I said, I'll let him shoot two tomorrow and you can come write me another ticket. And he said, well, just don't put it on, don't put it in the (laughs) paper. Don't advertise it. And I, and it wasn't but a year. The next year, I think they changed the law, and maybe the year or two later, they changed the rule. Yeah, because you, you can you can kill all five. Yeah, those. Well, it's just still one, one day if day, you want to. You can I know, kill one bucket. I know, like yeah, the public place I hunt, you, it's still one per day. One deer per yeah, day. yeah, like one deer per day. You can't because I even asked the game warden. I said, man, what if I kill a deer in the morning? Can I go back and hog hunt? He's like, no, you can't do that because you can't even hog hunt. He, that's what he told me. He said, no, because what's going to happen if an, if another deer comes out on you? Say a ten point comes out and you're not going to shoot it. I'm, I'm going like, to recover uh, him in the I morning. I really can't answer that question. So. <laughs> what I'm, gonna do. I'm, I'm gonna just re- going to go back and drink beer. <laughs> I'm going to recover him in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. No, but I get that. I mean, the, you know, that's a WMA though. Yeah, that, that's a. It's yeah, not, the rules yeah. are different. But yeah, I got a ticket for that, and I don't. I told him I said I'm, I'll, I'll go down there tomorrow and I'll pay it. And if he wants to shoot two the next time we're out there, I'll let him shoot two. But then we joined a group with a D map. It's on then. <laughs> Turn that boy loose. Melt <laughs> that, that freaking barrel down. <laughs> I swear. He killed like he killed ten uh, for like three or four years straight he killed ten does a year. My kind I of steal those guy. tags. I do we, I, we, we, I was telling you we had to shoot sixty. That's the minimum number they wanted us to shoot was sixty. That's we insane. turned them kids loose on them freaking does. They man. got any openings on that? <laughs> no, that they sold, actually, Warehouse owns it now. 
they sold that place to Weyerhaeuser. Weyerhaeuser clear cut it. They, they bought it, and the next year they clear cut the whole place. It's yeah, not the same place anymore. We were on one in Liberty. I hunted with uh, Alan Jenkins that owned Lynch Turkey Calls. Mm-hmm. His son Chip and Ben, uh, and we were the same way. They'd give us like fifty doe tags. Yeah, off of eleven hundred acres. Just have it. Just wait. This one was eighteen. So we had yep, we had sixty does on eighteen hundred acres. Whale on them. Yeah. All right, you got one. No, I know you got one. I don't even want. To. Yeah, Brad, let Brad because I've been thinking give, give about mine because I got well, about thirty of them. Thirty of them, so I know. I mean, I've got way. I've got some bow hunting ones that'll make you freaking cringe. Well, I've got a couple. You know, thinking about it, I would say in Kansas, my first trip to the Midwest, not being able to. I guess it's a lesson learned of not being able to judge the size of horns <clears throat> based on a body. Oh yeah, because it's different. Yeah, on my first trip, it's bigger there, right? Exactly, oh, yeah. the deer weigh close to three hundred yeah, pounds, and they dwarf their antlers. They do their exactly look small. Yeah, and being your first trip there, first afternoon in the stand, <laughs> and a deer comes by that I pass. That's when you learn to never pass a deer on the first day that you'd kill on the last day, because Unless you don't have your release in your hand. Because <laughs> this deer, I'd been in the stand maybe twenty minutes. He come down a trail, broadsided at forty yards, and this is. I'm going to say his horns were about two feet tall. <laughs> I was going to shoot the deer, but he turned and faced me, and it was he was very narrow. He was only about 13 to 14 inches wide. Oh, wow. But tall, which made me decide to let him go because of the stories I'd heard of Kansas. And to be honest, after going back, and actually another guy saw the deer two days later on the same farm. And the deer was probably 160 to 170 oh, inch deer. Oh, my God. But the deer, when you see a deer in Kansas that's walking and they walk bristled up and stiff-legged, you know they're a mature yeah. deer. And this deer, when he came down the trail, it's like he was about just Swagger. stiff-legged walking side to side. And I guess uh, it's a lesson learned that you, again, don't pass a deer on the first day that you would have uh, been happy shooting killed them. on the last yeah. and I, and like i say the deer was probably a good 160 170 inch deer Man. and he just wasn't yeah because even it wasn't wide, wide but he, he was had to have been long extremely tall yeah, he had prob- long beams had long g2s heavy. heavy yeah and you, you don't just, expect that on the first day though either exactly well and, you don't expect a buck to chase a doe up on the ridge 30 yards from you while you're <laughs> Looking for a tree either, but I mean it happens. And, to and you. you can't even stop them. They come no by release. and you holler with no at them. Release. Yeah, they, yep. they don't give a shit. No, they point. will not stop. Yeah, uh, it's hard to get a shot on them. You'll see them coming at two hundred yards, and they'll come underneath you, running wide open, and go out of sight yeah. two hundred the, the other way, doe. or on a doe. Yeah, running that doe so hard that he'll cover four hundred yards in like the blink of an eye. Yeah, but uh, but I think uh, that deer is probably the. One, I wish I would have shot more than any deer. Because mm-hmm. he would have definitely, by far, been bigger than anything I've ever killed with a bow, whitetail-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but going back to the Midwest now, being able to look at the deer and basing their horns. Because a 150-inch deer look like a 120-year, just yep. based off of that size. Yeah, because their body You'll so pass on that. some deer that you should never do. But just letting a, a 160, 170 walk that I had broadsided at about 37, 38 yards 10 minutes, probably 20 minutes into the first afternoon of a two-week hunt. Yeah. <laughs> we were there for 14 days. Wow. A buddy of mine called me a couple years ago. He was in Kansas, and he shot one. He called me. He said, I just shot one. I'm like, well, how big is he? He said, oh, he's probably 140, maybe. And I'm thinking. If he's probably 140, and he's yeah. probably 160, Well, he was 157. Yeah. That's 157? 157. Dang. 
And, you know, he was just blown away when he found him, how heavy he was and everything. He said, I never thought that deer was that big, but he almost weighed 300 pounds. Yeah, that's, that's like right. a, exactly. a buddy of mine. Different world. Body size is what gets you. Yeah, one of my one of my buddies shot. He went to uh, it was either Alberta, Saskatchewan, or something years ago, and he shot like just a clean Canada eight point. You know, a like, mainframe. Yeah, just a slick eight point. And he sent me the pictures, and it looked like a hundred and twenty five inch deer. You know, just basing it, just kind of horns to the body. I mean, but when to I, the head. Yeah, when exactly. I when I saw the, the deer in person. I forgot exactly what it scored, but it was probably pushing almost 150 inch eight point. Eight point. Yeah, and he didn't. He, he didn't even want to mount it on the Canada on the the cape, the actual cape. Because it made it look so yeah, small. Yeah, made though. it look small. He wanted to have like a southern. He's you know Cuda. Yeah, his him. Uh, Cuda okay. Shear. Yeah, and uh. Yeah, those just, in just Canada even dwarfed the ones in oh, yeah. Kansas and yeah. Missouri and yeah. Illinois. I mean. I would dare you get Yeah, this was probably a three hundred and fifty pound yeah, deer. Yeah, there or bigger. I mean it was giant. But yeah. hundred and forty inch deer looks like a, mm-hmm. just a fork here. It's yep. it's impressive. Yeah. All right, Lee, give me one. Oh God. Give me give me your <laughs> Don't give me don't give me your best one because I know you have one that's gonna make make me probably want to cry for you. But but give me one give me one that give give me a white tail one. All right. White so tail? give me a white tail one. All right. If you don't have one ready, I, I've, no, got, I got I've got freaking 20 of them. I got, one, I got so, one on a white tail. Give me my, a white tail because I know you've got a western one. Yeah, my worst I know you've got a big deer, deer problem. But my, but. My, the white tail one, and i got a few of those too, but I would probably say the one that haunts me the most is I shot, I don't remember how many years ago. I, I actually, I've been wanting to kill like a velvet white tail. And sure. I went to Wyoming that September you know trying to kill specifically a, yeah, to kill a white tail to kill a velvet white tail <clears throat> didn't kill one and um came back home i was hunting in public land in mississippi and it was october the second second day of the season and i was about to get out the stand probably ten thirty in the morning <clears throat> and um i hear deer coming I heard stuff coming on the levee. I didn't know if it was pigs or something like that. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they just bachelor group of bucks started filing in straight towards me. I think it was six or seven of them. And the la- the I think it was the second to last one was a. They were all hard horn except for the the biggest one in the group was a full velvet. Like I don't know if you ever remember the deer that Lee Lukoski killed that Norris Norris Barkley. Yeah, whatever, Norris that old Bar- freaking yeah. crazy gnarly looking thing. Yeah, like. It wasn't that big, obviously, but he looked like that. Like, yeah. he was kind of shaped, like, just non-typical looking, super heavy. And he's coming, and I'm like, holy shit, like, this is about to happen. Like, I'm fixing to kill a velvet deer. I just went to Wyoming to kill one and didn't kill one, and then now I'm fixing and to shoot one, uh, uh, you know, in my home state, which well, I think I was living in Louisiana at the time. But anyway, like, in the south, well, the deer comes in, and, I mean, he he's like 17 yards broadside. I come to full draw, and... I don't, I don't know if he if he just took one little step right as I shot towards me, like kind of like shifted a little bit towards mm-hmm. me, like which put it just quarter into me, and I hit him like right behind the shoulder where the deer like kind of jumps up, runs about 10, 15 yards and just stops, and he kind of hunches up like like a gut shot deer. So I, I immediately like just pull my binoculars and I'm looking and I can see blood just pouring down his left shoulder. Like I could see the, I mean, I could see the hole. He was only at this point now, he's probably like maybe 35 yards from me, but I couldn't get another shot on him. I was in my climber. I was in some willows and I'm looking at him and his whole left leg is just red, just bright red. And he's just like hunched up and kind of like got his neck stretched straight out. And he's like, 
got you know like green shit coming out of his mouth so i knew immediately like it exited back you know mm-hmm. like in the gut because yeah. he shifted to- towards me so i'm watching him watching him this story kind of gets long <clears throat> but anyway i'm watching yeah, this tell deer, the story man that's what we're here for and i'm trying to get another shot on him but i just i could not get a shot and i, I kept thinking man he's gonna go down because the entrance was good but I could, I never could see where it exited on. So he ended up being quartering to you pretty hard. Yeah, he he must have been quartering to me more than what I actually thought he was. Yeah. Because it, even if he would have been just slightly, he I would have thought he would have went down. Yeah. But apparently, it probably exited good bit back. Well, the deer's just standing there, and I'm leaning in my climber. I'm trying to get another shot, it, just trying anything to get another arrow in him, and I just couldn't. Well, finally, I said, "Man, I got to get down and try to, you know, because I, I it was the same way I had to walk out." I, I just decided I'm just going to eat. He stood there for 10 minutes, you know, easily 10, 15 minutes and didn't move. So I lowered my bow. I was going to try to get out my climber and get another arrow in him. So I start like, like I lower my bow down. I start, but I'm in a willow tree. So you know how it gets like a willow tree is kind of big at the bottom. So I got to climb. I, I probably, I, I guess I get down like, I don't know, six feet off the ground, five feet off the ground, I got to jump out my climber because it's too kind of, you know, yeah. I had to jump to hang it, you know, hang yep. it because of the base I've had of the to tree. jump to get in them and jump <laughs> yeah, to get out well, of that's them. that's kind of where I was at. But Another I'm trying, reason I hate climbers. I'm trying to do this without spooking this deer that's probably 35, 40 yards, and he's just facing straight away. He's just standing there he's, looking he away from moving. you. Yeah. So, I, like I said, I got my bow down, and I'm, I had a hunter safety system, and I had my binoculars. You know how they got the little binoculars strapped? Yeah. Thing? Well... I step, I'm in an old man climber, and I step over my top part to stand on the bottom part. Like, I got my, my hand, and if you, like, on my on the top part, and I'm looking down, because I got to jump, like, four or five feet, and I'm like, all right, I just got to make sure I don't make a don't bunch of noise and all that stuff, yeah, and so, man, I, I wasn't paying attention, but, like, my binocular strap hung over <laughs> the top of my rail. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, this is good. It gets brutal. It, it, the, the, my binoculars hung over the top part of my climber and I didn't realize it but when I jumped down they were wrapped around the top part so it made like a slingshot so I hit the ground my binoculars didn't they were still wrapped to the top of my, my stand and when that some when them freaking binoculars rolled over the top of the stand it slung shot straight into my face I'm talking I thought I, thought I knocked, knocked all my teeth out oh my yeah. god when it hit me it was boom I looked around like what the hell just happened immediate blood just poured out I'm gonna, I put my hands. I'm gonna have to pause. I'm gonna have to mute everybody else's <laughs> mic because the laughter. <laughs> well, look. I mean, I'm pouring out blood, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" Look around. Like, I, I still. I, all I was thinking was, "Please, like, the hope to knock my, my two teeth, teeth out." <laughs> my, my, my front teeth. I felt them. I was good. I mean, my blood, two teeth. Yeah, my two front teeth. <laughs> my big teeth. But all I, I want call. for Christmas. Yeah, it's my two front teeth. So anyway, all this is. It, of course, the damn deer is gone at this point. Like all this commotion, I mean, he's freaking going, you know. And so I got all my shit together, put a towel on, my, like put my shirt sleeve on my face, try to block the, you know, the blood, and uh, slipped out. You know, saw the deer was going, slipped out of there, came back about, uh, I don't know, four or five hours later, and I mean, that was where he was standing at for 10, 15 minutes. That was just a puddle of blood, and we blood trailed. A buddy came help me. We blood trailed him for, I don't know, four or five hundred yards, and. I ain't never found that deer. Never found just, it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just blood truckers eventually ran out. Yeah, yep, got down. It just drops, and he kind of hit some water and stuff, and never found that deer. I just, I, I don't know. That's one that I can't really explain what exactly happened. I mean, yeah. I, I would have thought that he would have even even hitting him back, like you know, exited back. I thought 
I just thought it, I still would have found a deer, but that's probably the white tail that haunts me the most. Just yeah. full velvet Mississippi. You think you may have got like one long or I something? Had to, or? Yeah, because yeah, I would think you had to. Yeah, get because this I had bubbles long. like where he's. I'm telling you, he stood for 15 minutes or so, and I had bubbles all up. Like if you would have seen this, you'd have been like, "Man, he's dead." Did like, you get a pass fun. through? Oh yeah, blew right through him. I shot him with a muzzy fixed blade, you know, regular old style mm-hmm. muzzy. Yeah, them guts. It, just and that was. I'm gonna tell you, that's that's exit. whenever I that's decided to go just to pulled up. Yeah, that's when I after that experience is when I decided to go to like a rage broadhead. Just cause I feel like if I would have shot him with a mechanical, I would have split him up. You yeah. know, just well, I would have opened him up, and I, I think I would have found that deer. If man, nothing I mean, else, you're gonna get a bigger hole. You're just yeah, gonna get a bigger so, hole, especially on a quarter deer. When you yep. shoot that quarter shot, it's like slices two yeah. to three yeah. inches. See, I'm, but, yeah, and I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm not a proponent of a quarter shot. I mean, but you know, like I said, I've had I've had deer turn into the arrow. Yeah, and, you and, know? and that's and the thing. It happens when I shot. Like happen. I know for a fact he was walking because I was hunting like a ditch bank, and he, they were following a the ditch. They were all. I let all the deer. I think he was the second to last one, and I let like four or five walk before him. And he was just walking single file line broadside, and yeah. I don't know if maybe he heard me draw. You know, or something, and he kind of shifted to me right as I shot. Well, Whatever time, happened, it at happened that time, so you're fast. You're so focused. You know, yeah, that's the thing. You're so focused and on. You're talking, I mean, you don't even notice that a deer can move, and you don't really even notice because you're so focused on just getting all your. You're trying to get back. in your little zone. Yeah. You know, get get drawn and everything. Get anchored. Yeah. You know, get know. the pin on him. You know, pick your spot, find your hair that you want to split, and you don't even notice that he made a half step to mm-hmm. you. To you know, and I went back probably. Uh, I don't know. Next two or three weekends. That was when I, I was still had another job. Like I couldn't, I wasn't working for myself. I mean, it was just a weekend type thing. So I had to wait till the next weekend. Went back, was Looking hoping to find buzzers. buzzers. Or never, yep. I never found that deer ever. I mean, yeah. it just that one hurt. Yeah, deer like one that, of the many stories that hurts. Yeah, I've got him. And most of the time, he's going to go in some water. Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what. He, well, yeah, especially yeah. if they, they gut shot. Yeah, or he's something. going lay down in some water, lay down in the creek and or sink. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes. And at that early, I mean, gators are still active. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was hot. It was, I mean, I was hunting some willows, swampy, just just water everywhere. Speaking you know? of gators, it's neat that you said that because it brought back a memory I hadn't thought about it in a long time. So back when I fished all the time, and I mean, literally, it's about all I did besides deer hunt was fish. I was fishing Natchez State Park. If you've ever been there, you know, it splits in two. So you go to the one on the right, you go all the way in the back. It's a big shallow spot there. And there's some, I mean, I've seen, there's plenty of 10-foot, there's a couple of 10-foot gators are bigger in there. And uh, so it was fall of the year. It was, I don't know, maybe maybe late October, maybe early November. And Natchez State Park can be good that time of year if you know where to fish. I mean, there's some big old fish in that in that place. I was fishing in there, and I ran up on a deer in the water that had been eaten by a gator and i got the head matter of fact the head's at the shop i need to get that dude i need to fix it i mean i got the head out i just reached down in there with a with a uh with a crankbait and till i till i hung him and got him up high and it was rank god that son of a gun was rank. but a gator had eaten that dude it you know and so i i took it to the game warden to the guy the, the fort the warden who worked there and i said hey man i found this uh, he said oh you can have it he said ain't no big deal i said what do you think he said Probably one of these mother loader or bow hunters, you know, because they do a draw hunt. If you thought it was a he bow said, that's what he said. He said, that's oh, probably yeah. what it was. And it was a, it's a beautiful little 10 point, sort of narrow. I'd put him at maybe two and a half, three years old, you know, nice young deer, you know. It could have been old. I mean, I don't know. He just ran and got in the water. Went mm-hmm. to the water and probably died on the edge of the water because he was about five foot in the water. 
and he said he said man he said you'd be surprised how many how, how many deer feed them gators in the in the fall of the year they shoot somebody takes a bad shot or whatever pushes him too hard they come to the they come there and them gators will you know when it's still warm and they're still active that's snatching right yeah, out of there free meal exactly Yep, sure enough. I'm, I'm glad, sort of glad you said that because yeah. I hadn't thought about that during a while. But he's hanging it. He's hanging at my taxidermy shop, old taxidermy shop now. Well, that's what's crazy is I mean, where I live at in Ruth, you wouldn't really think, oh, there's gators. The there. Boca Chitta? Well, it's Toppasaw Creek. Yeah. Oh, you're in Toppasaw. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I, in there. I've got pictures of a ten foot gator I walked up on laying on the bank that's back what, there that's so, one I mean, of the things that i've always been like a little like freaked out on like hunting where i was you know dude. in that swampy like in october man walking up on one in Did the you morning see the pictures from oh, yeah. georgia before the guy that had the gator walk is like yeah. a mile from the freaking creek or wherever the freaking that's the a 13 pile. or 14 foot gator oh. walks in and lays down on the corn pile he's waiting on the next deer to come by he's got to be <laughs> i mean he just There's, walks to the corn pile and lays down yeah. there's no way he don't know there's a deer coming to that no, that's wild. Yeah, that is insane. There's a there's a couple of good spots that I would love to hunt in the early season, but I mean I'm too freaking scared to go in there anymore. And you, I'll hunt them in the evening. Make a, you're so skinny, you wouldn't even make a good bite. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like me, it'd take him a week to eat me, but it won't take him one or two good chomps, and you're gone, dude. <laughs> that's what my buddy Dan used to tell me. We like he, he hunted at uh, Doc's place one year, and he's like, he called me Slim. He's like, yeah, Slim, them freaking mountain lions ain't they ain't gonna mess with you. They ain't even worth their time. <laughs> <laughs> Pick their teeth with you. They don't, yeah. You're no food. I heard that. Uh, so I got a. I got a. I, you know, I don't think I've ever shot other than that one I just told you about a big deer and not found him. Not that I've killed tons of big deer. I mean, I've killed some nice deer. I've got a couple of 140 class deer. One is pushing 150. Um, I've got some nice deer, but I got some deer that I've missed. Now, the deer that I missed in Illinois. I'll, I ain't even gonna go over that. Go back to go back to episode two and just listen to and bring your release. <laughs> and that's not even the deer I missed. <laughs> but I did. If you if you don't know, I'm, I shot over the back of a deer that was probably high fifties, low sixties at least. I mean, just at thirty four yards on a shot that I freaking ended up making the exact same shot on the deer that I killed. So it's not like I can't make the shot. I just literally, I don't know, over his back. But yeah. But I had a I had a a deer uh, at Fort. I got a couple of them. One that I missed, just really missed. Fort Hood, uh, no Fort Hood, no. I was at Fort Polk. This was a Fort Polk deer, and I, I don't know. I may have mentioned this deer before. I don't. We may have been in, in storytelling time just before we were podcasting. It was uh, probably December, and they got bow hunting only areas. Every every post is going to have some bow hunting only areas that you can't bring a gun. So, I, of course, I'm a bow hunter, so that's where I spend my time. I go to these bow hunting only areas, and I found one. And of course, Fort Polk, not being much different than anything else down here, is swamps and piney woods. It's it's what it is. So I was hunting on some higher ground, and it's all big oak trees. And I was hunting out of that stupid API that I'm going to hide it and kill myself out of. No front, 60 foot up in trees and, you know, doing stupid stuff. And I got up in this tree and uh, I don't know how I didn't spook the Honestly, you know, ever, ever wonder how you don't spook a deer getting in the tree? You know, mm-hmm. it just don't make any sense that the deer could probably be that close and not get up and run off when you, you scraping pine tree, yep. you know, as you get up. Well, I'm not much on blind calling. I don't do it a lot. But for some reason, oh, I know why. So I, m- I remember I was sitting, so I was, at that time when I was a sitter, I'm, I'm a stander now. I don't generally ever sit in a tree stand. I might sit for five minutes and I stand back up. But I was sitting in this API climber, 
And I heard something behind me, and I looked behind me, and there's a logging road back there. And when I looked behind me, there's a deer, and I could just see the butt of the deer walking into the woods on the other side of the road. Well, I don't know what it is, so I pull my little grunt call out and back, 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 back. And I'm looking, I'm looking behind me, looking behind me to see if that deer moves around. And I look back in front of me, and there's a 120-ish, eight-point no, he's a 10-point. I remember he's a 10-point. He's, he's walking across in front of me from my right to my left, and he's about 25 yards, and he's walking broadside from my right to my left. And I bow, no bow in my hand. I'm not standing up. I'm like, oh, shit, what do I do? So he just keeps on walking. He comes across, gets on my left-hand side, and gets behind a pine tree. And back then, you're, you're, they had these bow hangers that went on your boat, you know, went on the side of the stand. So the newer... Parallel limb bows don't sit in those well, but these old bows, you know, they had damn near yeah. vertical. Yeah. They were like recurve. Matter of fact, I think that bow, 12, line, 12 that bow might riser. have had a recurve <laughs> limb. Yeah, yeah, it had a little short rather with the freaking limbs. Or I think I even had recurve limbs on mine. I think back then. Well, anyway, so I get my bow in my hand, and this deer. It's funny how a deer can know right where the sound came from. They can from two hundred yards. They can walk to the tree. That you grunted out of you grunt one time they just turn and walk right to you well this dude comes around he comes around the tree and he literally at an angle coming back toward me walks right to the tree and there's a little bit of brush right there so it gives me an opportunity i draw my bow to tell you how close this deer was to me to shoot him i had to move my left leg to get my riser down enough that i could shoot at him and then i missed him that's not an easy shot. It is a hard shot. <clears throat> yeah, those straight down and shots. So tough. again, especially on equipment, then it's not like you had a whisker biscuit. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. You had the little like yeah, snake song. You, you had a nap. You had TM a, Hunter. It was a, it was yeah. a TM Hunter. Yeah. Yep. Made by True Fire or made by Nap. Mm-hmm. Um, TM Hunter, and it had the little little prongs, and you put some uh, Teflon. Put some Teflon yep, on them, and you know, heat shrink wrap on uh-huh. them, dudes, and yeah. And I missed that son. I mean, literally smacked him with the arrow as it went by him. And that song blew out of there. And I remember, I'll never forget, because I think that might have been the first really big deer I'd ever shot at. And I jumped up, and I literally had to sit back down. My knees, I was shaking so freaking bad. I literally, when he ran off, I jumped up out of my, you know, jumped up to maybe, you know, not do anything. Because he, he wasn't coming back. <laughs> he just jumped up. I just, just jumped jump. up. And my knees were shaking so bad that I had to sit back down for a minute and get my composure. I'm surprised I didn't flip out of that thing. after. And don't get me wrong. It had been different if I was 20 feet high. I know I'm freaking 60 foot up in the stupid tree because I don't know any better. Right? I'm, try, I'm trying to die you know <laughs> talking about old equipment like that uh you didn't have overdraw on there did you oh hell yeah <laughs> shooting like a, a like a 12 inch arrow it's like a little crossbow bolt. 20 my arrows were like 24 inches long <laughs> 24 you ever 25 shoot inches long no i no uh, but, before but, your time uh, y'all aren't old enough they were still oh, I, 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 yeah you're probably Brad old enough had. right and brad's I, old enough i, I, I had shot one. one you had one my first bow was a psc yeah but it was a hand-me-down Nova. wasn't it yeah yeah and it had overdraw on it oh no i would have lowered my arrows cut down matter of fact I remember um, I was at Fort Hood. I bought a uh, I bought a bear single cam. It was right after the single cam thing really started. started. Yeah, so I bought this bear single cam. I think it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was single cam. Well, anyway, so uh, my buddy had a little archery. I met this guy had a little archery shop down the road in Deritter, in Deritter, Louisiana, and it was a I mean, the whole thing wasn't probably as big as this room right here, you know. But uh, I would go down there and hang out with him, and we had sort of got to be friends. So we wanted to see how fa- how hard we could, you know, we, we, could we modify this thing to shoot 
faster you know dude we took this uh, 70 pound bow and we modified that dude by shortening uh bus cables and stuff to it drew like 108 pounds <laughs> i don't know how i didn't blow up on it and so we got it where it would draw that much we were scared to shoot it <laughs> <laughs> and i finally said you know what i'll shoot it the hell with it i'll shoot it Just so close your eyes yeah dude, <laughs> put we, some goggles yeah, on it had, and it had an overdraw on it so man, i mean we were freaking slinging arrows we were shooting a, an arrow almost 300 feet per second out of that bow and that was blatant this was about we're talking about the early no we're talking about the late 90s 96 97 oh thin wall aluminum arrow that was uh, looking like a 20, seat what coming it, out 21, of the uh, <laughs> what was it 2175 triple x 2117 2117 no that was yeah or no it was 2213 yeah yeah but it was, was about the range it was a big it was a big fat thin walled arrow with an like x cutter a, double yeah. x double yeah. x 75 yeah. double x 75s that's the one right there so and we were shooting them things almost 300 man that was freaking blade nobody, nobody shot a bow that fast i mean bows were shooting 250 you know that was that was fast and we, you know, I shot that thing for a while. Actually, we did until I split the limb. I was drawing it back yeah, it one day. Probably like damn near dry fire. Dude, I mean, yeah, like I'm weight. sure it was the weight we yeah. were pulling. It wasn't engineered for that. We were just, I mean, so anyway, the string yeah. was coming past the wrist. <laughs> I'm sure it was probably hitting the overdraw. That was the thing. So you had to worry about was hitting the overdraw. You had to you had to make sure your overdraw when your string came forward, you didn't hit the overdraw, and you know. Make this slapping sound. Yeah, you think you about know. it, that ain't the safest. The, oh, you, ain't nothing throw, about well, what you were doing. Yeah, was you safe. throw a broadhead on it. I mean, just think. Well, you it had, had a guard. Broadheads like, like oh, halfway down your arm. It's just yeah. sticking into yeah. wrist. But you have a, you know, you <laughs> put a, you put a four or five inch overdraw on it. It had like a crate. It had a guard. Yeah, it had guards on it where it didn't fall. I wasn't going to fall off and poke you, you know. And then you put your TM hunter in there and you get it all tuned up and then you, and you're slinging arrows as fast as you possibly. And that was the only way you could get speed because bows just engineering could not do mm-hmm. it. They wouldn't. You know. Do it. So yeah, I did that until we split the limb. One of the limbs cracked. We were drawing. I was shooting it one day. We were pig hunting, and a pig ran out, and I drew my bow, and it went pop. And so I let it back down, and we went back over there, put it back to factory specs, and I sent it back to Bear, and they sent me a new one. <laughs> I swear, I swear to God, they did. I, I called them and said, "Hey, my bow's got a cracked limb." Of course, everything's got a pretty much got a warranty on it they said yes yeah. then we'll send you a new one yep they sent me a new one it was a walmart boat i mean none of it i, I never spent any real i didn't mm-hmm. start running like real good bows until i bought i think the matthews outback was the first really top of the line bow i ever bought i think my first bow was a um it was a pearson 551 remember them not no, the pearson I much remember. i shot a carol a psc carol intruder in the early I remember 90s. PSCs, yeah. I remember PSCs. Uh, I shot a bow. Like I said, I was shooting a bow, a bear bow for a long... I mean, I started with a whitetail hunter. Man, back my first bow was a whitetail hunter, and I shot the whitetail two. And then uh, I sh- ended up shooting... Uh, they had a couple of single cam... I don't know what they were called. I really don't remember what they were. But my first, like, real bow... I bought my wife a PSC. And she shot a PSC. I can't... A Nova, maybe. I don't know. It was old. And then I bought that. I bought that Matthews Outback, and I hunted out of that. I hunted with that dude for a long time. I did. The Outback would have been like early what two thousand? Early two thousand, because yeah. that was the first parallel limb bow ever built. And then they come out with a switchback. Yeah. And the switchback. But I didn't. I, I mean, I had an Outback for it. And then when I changed from there, I went to a Bowtech, and I bought a uh, Bowtech eighty second Airborne, and that thing slung arrows at two eighty, two ninety, and that was amazingly fast. And I don't know. Y'all won't remember him. You probably, you know Ben Burns? Mm-hmm. 
You know, Ben? Ben used to own a sporting goods shop in Brookhaven. Yeah. So I used to go up there and hang out with Ben all the time. And uh, Muzzy came out with the first drop away zero effect zero effect yeah it was on matter of fact i swear to god it was on that outback that was a freaking weird looking contraption too had a big old like hook yeah had a big hook on it and rolled up well anyway so i was shooting i think i was shooting a pearson um i don't remember the brand but i know that the bow instead of having a straight riser the riser set off at an angle for your hand i don't know if you remember that bow i don't remember the name of it it was a um Give me a beer out of there, please. We we actually used to have an archery shop. You, gonna, you got it? You get water everywhere. No, I don't mind. Ceramic tile can't hurt. Right? You see all this electronics? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you see all the electronics, but there's, this is all electronics. It's all but electric. You were pointing at my floor like it. <laughs> I ain't worried about your floor. floor. I'm worried about this freaking. I'm worried about the couple thousand dollars worth of recording equipment here. <laughs> Good point. But no, the, the boat you talking about? It was either. Um, I can't remember the name. It was either a Pearson something. It was a Pearson Pearson or a McPherson. No, it was a Pearson. I remember it was a Pearson. Yeah, it had had an offset. The the handle was offset at an angle because they said it was the natural way that you held your hand. And it was set to run naturally with your hand. Hmm. And I bought that that bow at Fort Fort Polk. Um, And I don't, for the life of me, can't remember what what, what the name of it was. (laughs) But I had. It felt awkward. It would. Well, actually, it felt natural. And I don't know why. I would think marketing is the only reason that's not the way all bows are made now. I would have to say because as far as like the way you hold your so this is this is not natural. If you point your if you point your finger, this is how your hand lays, and that's how that bow was made. If you just point your finger, that's how that bow was made with that handle like that. Mm-hmm. And I would I would venture to say the concept was brilliant. Maybe before its time, it just looked a little funky. It looked a little funky and marketing it's all about marketing if marketing properly you know if look if if brad and matthews had not marketed the one cam the way they did it would have never been or single cam let's just single cam or parallel limbs exactly marketing marketing the way it was marketed is what made everybody want it and then the the technology proved itself but you can't prove the technology till you get people to buy the product Again, if they had marketed that properly, that's probably how every bow in the country would be made right now because it was natural for your hand the way you should hold a, the way you hold a bow, right? Hmm. Anyway, so I had that bow. I brought that bow here because when I got out of the army, Ben had just opened up his business, and we were looking at that thing, and we were sitting there shooting the crap, and about they said, "Oh, it's going to add twenty feet per second to your arrow," you know, blah 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 blah, and we were thinking, and we, nobody would buy one, and I told Ben, I said, "I tell you what." I'll make a deal with you. I said, we'll put it on my boat. And if it does what they say it will do, I will buy it from you. And it was like $110, $120 in, which was, that ain't no damn cheap. No. In, in 2000, that wasn't no cheap freaking, you know. So we did. Me, I came over one afternoon or one day, and me and him, we shot it through the corner graph. It was shooting right around two, 255, 260 through the corner graph. We took that song and we put it on. Followed the instructions step by step. Put that dude on. I was shooting 282 after just putting that rest on. The only thing we changed was that rest. I gave him the money right there. I'll buy it. And he used that to sell a bunch more. And that's, you know, that was the very that was the very first drop array rest. And I had that dude. So when I when I bought the Matthews when it came out, which was 2002, 2003, somewhere around that time frame. We just took everything off the old barrel and put it on the new bow. And I sold the old bow for more than I paid for it on eBay. <laughs> I shit you not. 
sold it, and it was probably four or five years old, and sold it for more than I paid for it on eBay. I mean, you know, who knows in this world? You know, it happens like that. But yeah, that's back in the day when. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I guess I'm one of those loyal people. I started in early '90s, ninety ninety one, shooting a PSE. Yeah, you never. And I'm still off. shooting a PSE right now. Yeah, and they went through a tough time too for a while too. But I mean, I've always had one bow they had bows. that I could always shoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The DNA leading up to this Expedite, they're both good shooting bows, but the DNA was hard to shoot. But the Expedite, it's yeah. easy to shoot and super fast. Yeah, that's one brand I never had. I've had, I've had, I've had Pearson. I've, well, that was my first bow was a Pearson. Then we we ended up we used to sell Botex that all. So I had like I'm a huge Botex man. I probably had eight or ten Botex from the Tech Twenty Nine, the Mighty Might, uh, Liberty. I think was one yep. Destroyer. Was my last one the Destroyer three fifty? Yep, yeah. that's what. Uh, yeah, that was my last yep. bow tech, and I love that bow. They were all good. Um, and everybody makes a good bow. They do. It it's, 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 what it's feels a matter good. what feels good yeah. to you, man. It's that just is. like going to buy a new truck, it's whether just, it's a Ford, a Dodge, a Chevy, whatever all, you want to buy. Yeah. They're all good trucks. Yep. That's it's, right. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, I'm a I'm it's a big type bow tech. Bow I shoot a bow tech now. I shoot an SR six. I bought that in nineteen. It's man. I'm gonna tell you. Here's my problem with with changing bows, like. A lot of guys, they change their bow every year or every other year, you know, the newest flagship model. Until they're the real change in technology that obsoletes the next bow, I just really don't find – because I'm comfortable now. I'm the same way. I've bought yeah. – look, I've got it just like I want – I've had it just like I want it for two years. I don't have to do anything except every year and a half or so, depending on how much I shoot it, I change the strings. That's the only thing that I do to that bow. Now, I bought – these are gas strings that I put on it, but they're the newest material. And matter of fact, they don't even come in a color. They only come in white. You can have whatever serving color you want. But when I bought them two years ago, they're just now, after freaking two years, they're just now starting to show some signs that I may want to change them in the spring or summer sometime. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's because I'm hard on them. You know, walking through brush yep. and, you know, the Botech, the SR6, it's all, the decals are scratched up, you know. It, but, I mean, drills tax. I rolled that dude to 110 and freaking put five in the vitals and never never miss a beat. Well, so. I can tell you, if you go to Kodiak Island, your bow is going to take a beating. Oh, my, my God. My bow takes a beating just going freaking to the deer stand here. So I can only imagine. Yeah. Half the time, that may be the only thing in the hand that's going down first while you're falling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when you're I really falling think, on top exactly. of it. I really think my destroy, the last Bowtech I had, the Destroyer 350, um, It that's the only bow that I ever had that – like limbs split on me and i really yep. i was in colorado elk hunting and i think the, the reason it split though was because I, I went on my goat hunt with it and i had it strapped on my backpack and man i mean like you said it's brutal and you fall in and you know you land kind of on your bow and the, man i had chips all up in my limbs and i really mm-hmm. think that's what caused the, the bow the limbs to split was on me it wasn't the bow's fault i think yeah. it was just me just, just abuse. Yeah, just yeah. wear and tear well, you know, on the bow. People like, talk about like, Botex limb issues, and they did have a – and they, they'll they had a limb issue. When they outsourced their limbs for a couple of years, they had some real limb. The only limb I've ever had D-Lamb on any of the Botex that I've shot was the 82nd Airborne, and it had a six-inch brace height, and it was super hard to shoot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was not forgiving. Form issues were really bad. If you had form issues, you could not be accurate. 40 yards was hard accuracy on that bow. To be consistently accurate at I mean, that's why I probably, I'm as good a shooter as I am now because I struggled with that bow at 40 yards. I mean, you had to be really, really careful with your form and everything. 
it was just a, a hard draw cycle, hard on your shoulders. And it finally, you know, so I got a, uh, a Invasion CPX. I shot that bow. I mean, the only reason I changed out of that bow was to go to an SR6 because the technology finally made that bow something that, you know, you couldn't you couldn't not buy the SR6. Exactly. You know, and so the Invasion just sits on the shelf. It's now limbs are let out on it and it's rigged all i gotta do is tighten it back up and it's my backup bow i can take it if i want to go shoot whatever i want yeah i think the moral of the story is like you said they all shoot good it's man, just, just whatever what feels good yeah it's sort of like shooting deer man shoot what makes you happy if you want to shoot a freaking spike and it makes you happy and he's legal in your state man go i don't yeah. care go shoot him yep i'm not going to knock you for that no it's every man for instance i am, i can assure you i am you are not going to ever see cliff cannon freaking belittling you because you shot a freaking small deer and you put him on facebook i'm gonna tell you man congrats on the great deer no there's enough antis on the outside to there's going yeah, against we got enough people against, against each us. other but, but yeah so the keyboard warrior can say oh you should have give him another year you know what kind of hunter are you man fuck you, you know? <laughs> pretty much <laughs> i'm sorry but it, true story if you're that guy who gets on facebook and freaking belittles other people for doing what they enjoy i got two words for you fuck off <laughs> yep exactly you know, that's that's the way I look at it, man. But go do your thing, man. Not everybody has the money to hunt some of those places. Oh. They're just out to kill a deer. Mm-hmm. Today, I sent, the, I sent the, them the a right picture. Exactly. They just want to have fun. And, and I don't and, care and what they the do. That's where choice. we're at. I mean, we can have some really good deer. But at the end of the day, a lot of your five, six-year-old deer around here is 110 inches. I mean, that's a true statement. It's not like that they're going to turn into 150s next yeah. year. Yeah. Him getting five years is not a guarantee. I mean, anywhere you go, age is not a guarantee of antler size. Age is a factor in antler mm-hmm. size. Genetics and nutrition are just as big a deal as, as age. Today, I sent them pictures this morning. I had a six-point, year-and-a-half-old deer. At one point in time, he was under the tree. I mean, he, he. Matter of fact, until he walked across my scent trail and busted, it spooked him a little bit. I thought he was just going to stand under the freaking stand for however long he wanted to. But he was there. I got, I got freaking probably twenty minutes of video of him. Lee, you saw the video. I could have killed him a hundred times. I didn't shoot him because that's not what I'm looking for. But if you shot him. I'm just as happy for you as if I as if I killed the, the, the 140 that I'm looking for. You know, yep. I'm just as happy for you. If that makes you happy, then be happy. Shoot that deer, be happy, man. You know, we need a, we need more people in this sport. We don't need to be belittling and driving people out of something that we all love. You know, that's just the way I look at it. But yeah, you need to be happy with for people. I mean. Just like like when like you shot the deer in Colorado, man, I was so freaking fired up. I get fired up when my buddies kill shit mm-hmm. too, because it's just I get happy. I'm for part it, of it. I feel like you know I'm if, if you want to hunt with me, then that's like oh, it's, I, so it's like when you I, Brad. Oh my god, we got a story we can freaking tell. A little, Brad, a little bit jealous and <laughs> like, super super happy. Yeah, I mean Brad can vouch. I told y'all, but Brad's here. He can vouch now. <laughs> I was jacked up when he Hell killed yeah, the deer man. in Kodiak. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. there's I mean, no jealacy about it. It's it's just, no, no, but I mean, you know, but you know what I mean the, when I say do? a little jealousy. No, no, no. Man, I, I, I want to kill one like that. Yeah, you know, exactly. but it's not that I'm, I'm hating on you because you killed him. I'm like, and, but I'm like, man, I want, I can't wait to get me one of those yeah. son of a guns, you know? Oh, I'm, I'm well, getting chill bumps talking about it. But like when he stuck that deer, I mean, I was like punching him in the arm and stuff. And I freaking did it, Brad. Yeah, you killed him. <laughs> we got the first one down. <laughs> That's right. That's let me, exactly let me tell right. one. Like, I'm, I'm going to try to keep this quick. It, 
la- it was year before year last. before yeah Brad came Brad and his wife Sarah they both drew deer tags mule deer same place Wayne came and um uh, Sarah killed her deer Brad hunted his ass off and just sometimes it just don't work out sometimes you know? it just I mean he saw out. deer but it just it, it just didn't work out for him to shoot one and uh, we were leaving. I mean, we completely freaking packed up. We driving. We didn't close the camp, lock the cattle gate, everything. We 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 rolling coming home. Twenty four hour drive home. <laughs> Bouquets packed up. Everything. We driving out, and me and me and my buddy Jared was in the um in the in the truck in front of them. Well, Brad and all Brad and his wife had locked the gate, so they was they were coming out behind us. So they was just a c- couple minutes behind us well we driving out and as we driving out i just we was talking i said man boy it'd be some shit if we see a damn deer right here on the way out everything packed up sure as hell look to the right good buck laying down 25 well yeah probably 25 30, 30 yards off 30 the road yards off the road it's it just what bedded it is. down in some oak it's from the cabin to the gate to get off of the property is probably seven eight hundred yards yeah. to the top of the hill we had left out of the cabin and turned to go up to the gate and halfway to the gate we saw them stop yeah we saw the deer and i was like you you got to be shitting me i told i said back up back up so we we back in the truck up brad and i was driving up and they're like man what's going on i'm like dude get your shit get your bow out now he's like what what the hell i was like don't ask no damn questions get your shit out like don't dick around hurry and see he pulls his damn bow out and sarah's scrambling around grabbing quivers and all kind of stuff and brad and try to keep it short brad just gets out and kind of stalks behind the truck and 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 uh yeah, got he's up there. The deer's bedded, thirty yeah. yards off the hill, just and looking, looking at, at you us. Like, yeah, just look. Well, because it's a cattle ranch. I mean, you drive around in trucks. They, it's pretty common yeah. to them. They don't really, really spook. Yeah. yeah, and he laid there bedded. Yeah, and Brad shot him in his bed. We killed the deer. We had to go back to the camp. <laughs> it was about a three-hour delay, but he got his deer on the way out, it, man, and it was it was yeah, freaking awesome. You done put some time in until you what twelve days? Yeah, yeah. I passed on a bunch of deer that yep. uh, I could have killed, but not what I was looking for. Looking for some, yeah. But I mean, the trip. I mean, for granted, if we'd went out the gate and I had not killed a deer, my wife killed a. a 23, 24-inch wide. She killed a beautiful mainframe, three-by-three. Three. It, it was the first, first thing she's ever killed with a bow, and she made a 45-yard shot and yep. ran 20 and, yards. And then, oh, she, wow. killed, then she killed a bear awesome. the next day. Yeah. So the hunt was made when she did that, but the fact that then oh, they ended, ended leaving, killed a five-by-five, five, bedded on the side of the driveway yeah yeah it was was made for an amazing hunt yeah an amazing story too yeah and talk about people get it that's a pretty good but you talk about people get excited our friend jared that went to kodiak with us he was with us he's holding my quiver so i had one air nog and he's easing behind me when i shot and i seen it punch right through the front shoulder the deer jumps up (laughs) blood going everywhere Jared jumps in the air and spikes my quiver. Slams the quiver down. like he's spiking a football. <laughs> he's spiking a football. Tell Slam. me it wasn't knocked down. Slams the quiver. It was a complete shit show, man. Like, <laughs> holy but, crap! Brad was talking was, about that on the boat <laughs> Cody Gate this year. Everybody was getting cracked up laughing because <laughs> Jared just spiking it like he just scored a touchdown. He broke all the damn arrows down. <laughs> He says, good thing I didn't need more errands. <laughs> well, I did, because I shot the deer two more times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, man, that was, that well, there was, was one of those deals where 
Lee's watched the deer run up the hill. He said, I seen him go down. I seen him go down. So we following the cattle trail up the hill, and there's blood everywhere. Yeah. And Jared's with me. He gave me another arrow. <laughs> <laughs> He's up there, and the deer's like right there bedded. So I step up on a rock about 40 yards, and I shot the deer again. He jumps up, runs down the hill into the road where everybody's standing in a gravel drive. <laughs> so I get another arrow from Jared, walk down the hill, and the deer's standing in the middle of the road. And and we told Lee hollered and told uh, uh, it was SB, huh? Yeah, SB and my wife Sarah to like get out of the way. Yeah, so y'all so they get the hell out of the way. Brad's about to shoot <laughs> in the middle of the road in the gravel and stopped. And uh, I was up on the side of the mountain and I had another shot at him. And I shot another one through the shoulder, and then he ran about ten yards and piled up. Really, the first That's shot crazy. was good, but Mark, like you said, we we couldn't we just, give him. We didn't, we didn't give, give him, him no time. time. We just yep. started running, man. It was just like and then you it, it, yeah, and a deer's got adrenaline in them when they. Get yeah. shot. The only reason we found that there is because you put a good shot on them. The first shot. If you would have hit them back or something, because as oh, fast yeah. as we ran and bumped them up, yeah, and we we no doubt never would have found that deer. But being he shot him good and the deer was basically gonna die, he we was, just he was already done. Yeah, if it had taken us another minute to get there, he wouldn't even have stood back up. Mm-hmm. You don't think? No, I mean no, I shot it uh, like yeah, it was, through and through, right behind both front shoulders. Oh yeah, he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, anywhere yeah, it was a pretty crazy story though. With a rage extreme, it had ripped through him. Yeah, I just bought the. Uh, I just bought a set of no collars. I've never. Man, I've been here. I've always. Shot. That's when I had a Kodiak. So I've always just had the uh, regular with the regular collar on them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but they didn't did have you any kill more. anything with them yet? I have not killed anything because with the no collars. Me either, but I, I got a I got a buddy of mine that lives in New Jersey, and he's uh <clears throat> he shot a few with them, and man. I don't know. He he don't like them. And then the, my other guy, buddy in Texas, shot a couple deer with him. And said, you don't like them the way they open. He or? said it's like he has no penetration for some reason at all. Compared to like the, the ones. Well, with I know the collar, they're wider right? cut than the ones with the collar. Um, I've never shot them, so I don't know. If it it I, depends. If you get the extreme with the collar, it's still the same. Yeah. So these are no collars, and I don't see where I don't see how they wouldn't open. I really. I mean. I tell you, you know, we were talking about that the first. Oh no, they. He's open. saying they the open people it. who say that uh, rage won't. Yeah, you know, no, I shot that, a deer that, with a rage and it didn't open. Bullshit. No, his is open. They open he's every just, time. They don't miss. For some reason, he said it's just like he feels like he's not getting the penetration. The penetration like compared to his older rages. I, hmm. I have no. Well, clue. I know I mean, that. I've never well, shot. I'll say this: the wider the cutting diameter, the more friction, which means it's going to be a reduction. It's just mathematics. There's yeah. going to be a reduction unless you're shooting heavier mass or something it's going to be a reduction in penetration and mm-hmm. that could be it because i can tell you that there are probably quarter inch wider in cut than my than my rage hyperdermics the same these i bought rage hypodermics they're just no collars my regular rage hypodermics have about a quarter inch less cutting diameter huh i don't know but i mean so a quarter inch more cutting diameter means more yeah. you know, and it also more depends friction, on where you hit more it drag where, where you're hitting yeah. at you know well the deer i shot that still roaming around I shot him with the uh, no collars. Did you? Yeah, and there's not an exit on that deer. I've looked at too many pictures of him. I mean, it just you feel like you didn't get full. See, and I found, man, I've shot and a bunch of deer with the no. regular, like with the Rage Originals, with well, streams. The only I get thing I don't on most of the stuff I shoot. I shot that deer on Kodiak twice with no collar, and I mean, it come. Uh, I didn't have any issue there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I just. Again, where where you shoot them, the angle you shoot them, the distance you shoot them. I like the, the no deer colors does. because well, I just don't like the grief. Uh, yeah, I don't have to worry about the. I pulled them down and the collars have broken and they're and they're open. I was gonna say when the collars you know, break, you're 
looking for a no collar or whatever. Well, I keep two or three, in, but, I mean, I got five arrows. I didn't want to fight so. that on Cody. That's one reason I took uh, yeah, a quiver exactly, full of Exactly. I don't want to fight that. So, I was in Walmart. I'm going to Illinois. I've got, like, six no six collars, six regular, you know, hypodermics, and they got two packs of, of Rage no collars. So, I'm like, 44 bucks. I'm like, boom, you know, mm-hmm. and I just grabbed them up. You know, I said, "Hey, so I've got one on. I've got two of them on the in the console of my truck. That two, uh, I got I got replacement blades for my regular rages, but I just put the no collar on. I said I was in Illinois. I said, man, well, you know, see what happens. You know, that was after I missed that deer. I put the no collar because I didn't have any more sharpened regular rages. I just had the no collar, so I put that on. But I did not shoot the deer that I shot. I just couldn't bring myself to put. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to put that no collar on that bow. But I, because I'm like, again, you know, you do what you know. Yeah, you know? you're confident. I know that when I take that regular rage hypodermic, that collar's going to pop and that air is going to open and I'm going to put a two inch gash in something, yeah. you know. Everything. I've never uh, had so. any issues with rage broadheads. I mean, the couple that I might have not found was my fault, you know, just shoot yeah. them on I've the shoulder lost, or something. I've but I mean, the broadhead works good. I've I mean, lost I've, one deer. Yeah. I've lost one deer, a doe, um, two years ago, maybe. Maybe it was two years ago. It's been a while back. Um, and I shot her at the back of the ribs. What did I do? Push it. I got it. Let's just. I, I, I feel like she'll be dead. I'm going to walk over the edge of that ridge. And I, boom, I hear her get up. And I'm like, that's it. You know? And I go back the next day. I went back the next morning. Look, man, that, sh- that cutover is so thick. I couldn't even walk in that mm-hmm. cutover. I'm on hand, I went hand to knee the 100 yards before I just literally run out of blood. I mean, I just couldn't find anything. You know? Did she die? Absolutely, no doubt in my mind. I killed her, but I mean, she's in a two hundred acre cutover. I can't stand up in. All yeah, I can do is crawl in freaking tunnels. Exactly. You know. So yeah, yeah, she's gone, and that's that's just the end of it. You know. So it is what it is. Yeah, that's sort of you know that's bow hunting though. I mean, yep. if you're gonna if you're it's gonna tough. bow hunt, you're gonna bow hunt. Anybody else got one last story? I think I'm good. I mean, I've got a ton oh, of yeah, freaking I mean, deer <laughs> that got away. No, I want to hear about the 190. Mule right, deer? So the mule deer. you got to tell me the mule deer because I haven't heard this story, but I've heard that it sucks. Well, I've had two, probably two. Which story are you talking about, Wayne? Which one? Because I've got two of them. The one at Docks? No. The one in the first year I ever went out west? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah, my first year out west was probably, uh, <clears throat> probably 2000, I guess. I was... Hell, I graduated in 99, so I was probably like uh, 18, you know, somewhere around there. <clears throat> a buddy of mine invited me to go to Colorado. I had We had deer tags, and um, I guess I was probably, I don't know, four or five days into the hunt, man, and I was homesick. Like, it was my first, like, out of, like, yeah. true, like, long ways away from home, you know? I mean, I, I've hunted maybe Texas or something at that point, but, sure. you know, kind of, like, close to home, and... uh I don't know. I was probably, like I said, five or six days into the hunt. Wasn't seeing much. Seeing a few deer, just little deer and whatever. And I was just done, man. And like, I, I remember hunting one evening and I didn't see, it was buddy, me and a buddy. And we, he, we, you know, was in his truck and I went to one side of the road. He went to the other side. And then uh, I came back probably an hour before daylight. We had, that was before, like, we didn't have like iPhones and I just had like little uh, walkie talkie things. And uh, I got back to the truck, and I just checked in with, hey, man, you seen anything? And he gets back on the CB, you know, static. He's like, I ain't seen nothing yet, you know, this and that. And I said, man, I'm I'm back at the damn truck. I'm ready to go home. He's like, man, what the hell, you know? And 
I said, ah, I just, just wasn't, you know, wasn't into it. Not and, feeling uh, it. Yeah, right. wasn't feeling it. Just was, like I said, homesick. Just ready to get home. And uh, I said, I'm done. I ain't, I'm, I ain't hunt. I think we had like maybe two more days or something we was going to hunt. And he said, man, just what? Just get back in the woods. Oh, I'm good. F this. You know, just wanted just being stubborn, you know, sitting by the truck. And it wasn't 30 minutes later, man. He called, he, his little, you know, he rings me on the, on the little CB. He's like, dude, get in the woods. You bought a truck? I said, yeah. He's like, there's two mule deer that are giant mule deer. And he's like, they heading back, like, kind of towards the truck, towards where you parked at. Like, so, I, all right. So, boy, instantly fired up again, you know. Great. I had and took my release off and everything, trying to be like Cliff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so you really got to throw that. Yeah, in. so I put my shit Brad, back if on. If you listen to the to the, to the second episode, <laughs> so you know my blunder so about look, walking around without my release. Okay. So I yeah, put, I put my release back on. Now I'm like kind of like spirits are getting lifted, you know. And I go in the woods and I ain't I ain't fifty sixty yards from the truck, man. And it was a bunch of like spruce trees and so like Christmas trees looking things. And I'm easing through there, and all of a sudden I just caught like a flash of a deer. And sure as shit, like, I saw horns, and I'm like, oh, it, dude, when I'm telling you there was two deer together, it was velvet, one deer had double drop time, it, like, people, you probably gonna think I'm lying, but it was like those magazine deer, like, just the double drop times, two, one of them had double drops, and one of them was probably 30-inch typical both deer will probably like push which one do you shoot both deer that's will, those typical uh, I'm telling you both deer once in a lifetime once in a lifetime double drop that was my first time going out west in Colorado first time ever going out west both those deer to this day I'm telling you will push in, I would put money on it they can, if they ain't 200 they in that 190-ish class you know and that's they giant yes and, and, and they like when I seen them it was like probably 50 yards or so and I went in the full, I mean, granted, I had just, I don't even know if I, I probably killed one or two whitetail at this point with my bunk. Like, I, I was super green, didn't know what the hell I was doing. When I saw these deer, and, 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 and one of the deer, like, they saw me. We kind of, like, made eye contact at the same time. I was like, fuck, I don't know what to do, you know. But mule deer, a lot of times, they'll kind of look and, you know. They're kind of curious. Yeah, well, I don't remember. It, it was such a blur at this point. I don't remember which deer it was. Because I saw both of them walking, like. I could tell, you know, but the, the deer that I shot at, I don't know if it was the drop time one or the, or the, other, the other one. I don't know because they, they kind of mixed up, you know. Yeah. They was behind like a spruce Either one of them the trophy yeah, of a lifetime. One. So. Well, one of them, whichever one it was, kind of spun its head to kind of look out like the side of the spruce. I'm at full draw, and I just shot through the tree. <laughs> like, just full-blown pa- panic, dude. Panic just, like, mode, Didn't right? even know what I was doing. Like, the deer, if I would have waited probably 10, 15 more seconds, deer probably might have kind of walked, walked out and looked at me. Broadside. I straight up intentionally shot through the tree. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the? That's shot, that, that urge to get an arrow off. You've had got to, to let shoot. It go. I had to let it go. Yeah. My arrow hit the front of that spruce and just, it was, I was shooting a gold tip at the time. It just went to pieces. Deer bounce off, boom, 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 you know, pogo, you know, the mule deer bounce off. Yeah. That's when I really seen him. I'm like, oh my fucking God. You know, and, they, and <laughs> when you get that true yeah, picture of him running look, right so away from you. And they only look bigger when they go so away. So look, so now I'm fired up. I'm like, holy shit, like, what the hell? So, so my buddy gets back to the truck that he and I'm like, dude, they were monsters. He's like, yeah, I saw them first. That's why I told you to get in. He said, they look like damn elk. They, they, I mean, just giant horn. So that now I'm fired. I'm ready to stay for another 10 days now at this point. I'm like, man, I ain't worried about going home. <laughs> that home sickness so light went away quick. Next morning, bro. Next morning, we go back to the same spot. I go one, to one side. He goes to the other side. 
you ain't gonna believe this. I'm like walking through, I was in some little aspens and stuff. All of a sudden, bro, I look, there they are again. I'm like, no way. And they, they probably, again, 40, 50 yards, just walking through the aspens, just be bopping along. Never knew I was there. Panicked again, full blown, full blown sin. Just gotta let an arrow fly. I shoot at the deer. I shoot at the deer walking. I probably could have stopped them. I, I didn't do nothing right at that point. The deer's walking. I just shoot, miss them walking. They run off. I'm like, what? I missed those deer twice. And that was I ain't never seen them again. I'm telling you, yeah, two world class deer. Only get two shots there. Dude, I've I've hunted out west 20 years since now. I've never seen mule deer. A deer that close? No. I've seen some nice ones, but not not this. <laughs> These are freaking giant public land too. Wow. Yeah, you see some one sixties, one seventies. They're giants. Yeah, these but deer, you get up to that two hundred class. I'm telling you, that's that, that that one a different league. That typical thirty inch. He was thirty inch, thirty inch. You know, spread no doubt. And at the time, you probably didn't even know what you were looking at. Right? No, I really didn't. It I mean, I knew time. he was so big, but then after looking at new deer, like, because I never forget that you know the deer in my head. Yeah, you don't. But like, I what, know, I know they were that class, just that caliber type deer. If you would have killed one of them, you wouldn't have killed all these dinks in here. I know. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he would have. <laughs> he would have so. killed every one of these dinks just like that. <laughs> yeah. But it's probably what set the course for you. Because if you'd have gone out there and that would have never happened, that may have been your well, last look, trip west. And, and that's, you know? I think that I'm glad it happened because that's what basically yeah. got me. I never missed a year after that. You know, I never missed one. Yeah. yeah. Just that may I never will you unless you I'm mean, dead. Yeah. I mean, but. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, you say that. When I'm. Remember, you just had a baby. Yeah, well, the baby's coming with me to Doxton because I'm. <laughs> I'll have him swaddled up in my deer stand. <laughs> Bring <your> mama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he can ride on the Ranger. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Put a dust mask on him. Well, yeah. I tell you what, if that doesn't just whet your appetite to go out and and you know, so. But that, like, I guess what I'm getting at is, man, that it can change in a second. Like I was, I was hundred I percent mean, ready to come home. I'm done. I ain't, uh, and then it went from seeing that to like, I mean, it could have happened. That I wish I could go back and relive that now. Just having more experience, I could have. You know, I mean, I still might have missed them. You so, know, but at least I would have took a better shot and waited. But all your experience you know. now with mule deer, it's a complete different world than hunting whitetails. Well, yeah, yeah I can tell you though, just the experience factor changing the way you like you know, the deer that I missed that I told a story about. Do you know how many times I have practiced that shot mm-hmm. because I missed that deer? Yeah. You, you know? need to have those misses, man. We yeah. talked about that's, that me that's one what, time. That's I, what shapes yeah. you as a hunter is the bad hunts, the ones that got away, the the deer that you dream about. You know, I still get – there's others. You know, there, oh, God, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about them. I have well, man. When I went on my moose hunt, I went to kill a moose because I wanted to kill a moose. It wasn't that I was a moose hunter. That's right. And yeah, it wasn't I like went, you were going to yeah. trophy hunt. I mean, yeah. you was just going to shoot. Yeah, I was going to shoot a moose. I mean, That's that right. was my goal. Well, honestly, I never got close to one. Yeah. Spent all that time hunting. Didn't get close to one. It was snowing. It was cold. It was miserable. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, I got to do it again. Yeah. Well, then I go back and do it again. I actually got the experience. I had a good hunt. I killed one. And now I'm like, you want to go moose hunt? I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a new thing I want to do. Sure. That's exactly right. You know, yeah. but before I was thinking, yeah, I want to kill a moose, but it, it's just a one-time thing. Yeah. Well, you know, then, uh, like you're talking about, this, those experiences just pull you into more. That's yeah. right. And I always say, you know, it's, it's the bad experiences, the uh, 
the fun suckers, you know, you know, you, you, I shot that deer, he fell off in the gully, you know, there was no joy dragging that dude out of that gully, but there was joy in every freaking six inch of pull that we made yeah. out of that because there's, there's it's just something you know yeah it's, it's the part of it you know the you gotta miss. embrace the suck i guess the, the way you they do. say it i mean you, and it's, yeah yeah embrace the suck it's and, funny how you, know? you get on some of that tough stuff like that like i mean it's not like you can just drag that deer out but you enjoy it every second of doing it because i mean it that's what, i mean every 50 yard pull you know left us you know barely able to breathe falling down tripping over stuff you know every every time you uh every time you miss one every time one gets away from you it's what builds you as a hunter, you know. Every every, I, I've had I've had deer, big deer. I had a big big deer. One of the reasons I stand. I'll give this one of the last story. One of the reasons I stand up. Some years ago, I was sitting, and I heard a little just the whisper of movement behind me, and I turned my head to look behind me, and there is I, I can just see a frame as it walks away from me. He had literally walked all the way up behind me and it was turning and walking up the edge of the ridge. By the time I was able to stand up and get my bow, he was out. Of, he was he was gone. Had I been standing up where I could have just grabbed my bow, I probably get a shot at that deer. And that is exactly why I do not sit down in stands anymore. I stand just to, like today. I was there from before day 30, 40 minutes before daylight. I left the stand a little bit after 10. I stood the entire time. I didn't sit down not once. All I do is I might shift my, I might pick a foot up and hang it on the seat or something, you know, to take the weight off of it. But I stand because today I hunted out of a lock on. I'm if I'm, if I'm, if I'm hanging hunting, I'm hunting out of a saddle. But if I got lock ons that are pre-positioned, you know, and that's how I hunt. I stood the entire time. Those does sort of popped out on me just like real quick, just popped out. But, I mean, it would have taken – if I'd have had to sit down, if I'm sitting down to stand, there's no chance I'd get a shot. I could have killed her. I chose not to, but I could have killed that doe just because I was in a position by standing up all the time I was ready for her all the time. You know, I know you yeah. sit all the time. Yeah. But you got your bow probably positioned where you do. My bow most of the time just lays on my lap. No, if I want my bow on the ground, the best thing I can do is put it in my lap. That it's going to end up dropping it. <laughs> dropping it. I'm going to end up dropping it. I mean, I'm definitely afraid I'm going to drop my phone. Matter of fact, I got a little tether thing that I hook on my phone so that if I, it at least don't fall out on the yeah. ground. I don't have to go get it. Yeah. All right, guys. That's about. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm good. Anybody, yeah, I'm good. Anything? Anything? I, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. So we got we've got a whole lot more deer that got away. But this is a Sunday afternoon, and you know we've all got family and, and uh, obligations to to meet. Deer to um, stick. It is. There is a chance. What time is it? Three thirty-five. I can still make it. I can make it. I can make it. All right, guys. Um, Need to get well, Brad back on more. Yeah, Brad, you got to come hang out with us. It's definitely, I'm off every weekend. Are you, dude? We'll, we'll it's going to get easier, get on, like after the, after the season too, to be able to do yeah. weekends. Yeah, yeah nobody's hunting at that time. We, we, we got dude. so much was, coming up. It's hard for me today, just because it's good. Yeah, it's be the first time it's good deer hunting, and I don't know when. And we made we made an obligation, and we're going to be here to make yep. this podcast, you know. But we can make it, so we'll sign out real quick. We're going to the woods because you cannot kill him on the couch. Exactly, we're out. That's the first time you ain't got 